You're listening to Podcast BXN, a video game podcast delivering player experience news. Let's go! Tell me, who got snubbed? Welcome to episode 165 of Podcast BXN. I am one of your hosts, the perennial dating app swiper from Portland, Oregon, Christian Macias. And today I am joined over Discord by Kentucky's number one Spartan and PXN founder, oh, Daniel Prindle, aka Dan is DTM. Nice. The president of the Tifa Lockhart fan club. He is the Nintendo aficionado and artist extra- extraordinaire. He's got to go fast at Roro. Yeah, I was going to say that. I was going to say, got to go fast as my little, oh. my little blurb today. But now we're, I'm still going to say, got to go fast. <laughs> we're sharing the same brain cell today. <laughs> nope. Speaking of one brain cell, I'm kidding. Jokes aside, <laughs> no gauge today. Uh, instead, we have the host of Easy Achievers. He is none other than Elijah Miller. Hello. Be better. That's what I'll say. Audio listeners, I'm holding Mjolnir from the hit PlayStation 5 and 4 game, God of War Ragnarok. How's everyone? Norse mythology. No, just that. How's everyone going? (laughs) (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. Glad to have you. Welcome. No, thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. I begged and paid off uh, Dan to be on the show, and I'm glad that he accepted my... uh, You weren't supposed to tell him you paid me. Uh, yeah, no, we want to cut. What the hell? <laughs> I just um, offered uh, my expertise in complaining on the on the show. So you got an invite invitation, and I'm here, and I'm glad for it. Thank you so much for having me. And I find a peculiar gauge isn't here. I'm just gonna point that out. Is he's he working. He's, he's working. Yeah. yeah, he's a busy man. He's a busy man. Maybe. And before we move on, be yep. honest. Is this how you're able to afford running the heater? Yeah, yeah. These payoffs that I'm getting on the side. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, folks. Thank you to everyone watching us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube.com/slash at PodcastPXN and Twitch.tv/slash PodcastPXN. The topic of the show this week is the Game Awards 2022 nominees and predictions. But first. The show always starts with the quick bites, so let's go ahead and jump right in. First of all, ha- some happy news. Big congratulations on the day of recording. It is the 70th, 70th birthday to Shigeru Miyamoto. Let's all clap and say congratulations. Wahoo! Yes. Maybe one you, of them who knows where single most important person in the industry. Absolutely. Possibly, at least. Spot on. Spot on. And we love you, Miyamoto. Here's to 70 more. Yeah. Oh, wait. <laughs> wow. I mean, I hope so. That'd be awesome. But Jesus. At that point, you'll just be praying for death. <laughs> Kill me, please. Hear my... yeah. He just hopes for you to live in eternal damnation. I hear myself say things sometimes, and it's like, damn, I really, I really just be saying things sometimes. Speaking of, I don't know. Let's move on. Uh, some very uh, sad news. Uh, rest in peace. Out of nowhere, out of the blue, Kevin Conroy, the voice of the Batman himself. Um, died and we we wish our condolences to conroy's family very influential figure again both influential figures in my life so r.i.p kevin conroy that did hit me pretty hard as i grew up with him as the batman that was my kind of batman absolutely absolutely absolute legend legend for real moving on twitter's paid verification led to a wave of fake accounts impersonating game companies, including Nintendo, Valve, and Twitch. This is still going on. I mean, as of a couple days ago, it kind of stopped. 
but the first two days were incredible. The first one I saw was the one I linked, which was Mario flipping off the world. And then there was a reply that said, Mario wouldn't do this, to which the, the same account said, he just did. He just did. Mario wouldn't do this. <laughs> he just did. That's pretty good. I feel yeah, bad for been... Nintendo. Screw him. Screw him. You're right. You're, you know what? You're right, Rose. <laughs> Screw them all. <laughs> Absolutely. This picture is really good, too. That's what makes it like that much worse. Yeah. Like, the picture exactly. is really good, so it, look, it does look like they actually released it. Absolutely going to be like a memeable image for sure. You're going to be seeing oh, these. Yeah. In this, well, if Twitter, if, if Twitter survives the inevitable future, this is definitely going to be like in the replies all the time underneath Nintendo's posts. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Great picture. When Silk Song <laughs> doesn't get announced. <laughs> oh, I mean, Twitter, ch Twitter changes by the like every five minutes, it seems like right now. So <laughs> Dan can't keep up. I'll be curious to see yeah. if like this will be called something. It'll be called like the Musk, the Muskening or something. Oh, like the era of a Twitter run. And just this era of seems just to be race nonsense happening like almost every day. Here's here's what we're gonna call it: the end. The end. <laughs> the end. Oh, moving on. Back to time. Some good news. Some good news. Battlefield 2042 is coming to Game Pass Ultimate and available for EA Access subs later this month. I don't think there's a hard date yet, but we're running we're running close to the end of the month here. But that hopefully sh would show up, will show up on Xbox Game Pass. Contender uh, with uh, against Warzone 2.0, probably not. Hilarious that you even mentioned it, but yeah, they are putting in <laughs> I mean, a lot of good updates for this game, though, and uh, it seems like the new updates that are on their way very soon uh, will change it back to a more classic Battlefield experience with the uh, class-based systems. So. After two years, yeah. or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, well, a it's... year, but yeah, yeah, that's fair. EA just continuing to just not care, it seems. Yeah. Was there not a report like a couple months ago that said that the internal team is is focusing on shifting on to the next battlefield because like this one was kind of like they're almost writing it off. Oh no, I think that was confirmed to be false. So I take yeah. that back. Yeah. It was confirmed to be false from EA though. So it's like, was it? Mm. I think I might be incorrect in that. Truth, truth might be somewhere in the middle. There could be a team that's like working on the next one and a team that's trying to get this one back on track. So who knows? Which is probably the yeah. most true thing out of that. Mm-hmm. We'll see how Battlefield does after it comes to Game Pass Ultimate. I'm sure people who haven't tried it, who have Game Pass, are able, might be able to jump in. However, Warzone 2.0 is also free and new. So, stiff competition this fall. Sure. Moving on. A modder has shared a blueprint allowing fans to build their own portable Wii and GameCube. I have nothing to say about this. I think this is a really cool, massive dub, in my opinion. If so if the, if Nintendo won't do it themselves, so I can play Kirby Air Ride on to go. Here's the next way I can do it. Next best way. It's so cool. I, I hope. I wish people would just sell these things. I know it's like obviously super yes. hard to make this in the first place, but if they were able to mass produce these things, I would buy this in an instant. This is so freaking cool. Uh, yeah, this the images are yeah insane, and also I, I agree. I am shocked Nintendo doesn't embrace their past. As yeah. much as everyone would clearly like them to. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that we had virtual console on Wii. And it seems that is almost a Nintendo we might not see for at least a while. Which, what? Go ahead. Sorry, Dan. Uh, you <laughs> might be saying the same thing I was going to say. So you, you go okay. ahead. 
No, go ahead. I, okay, I want to see okay. what you're going to say. <laughs> Where the hell is the N64 Mini that was rumored for so That's many exactly years? That's exactly what I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. I was going to say, what happened to all these mini consoles that they're doing? PlayStation was doing it. Nintendo started doing it, too. Like, well, they just... They, they want you to sign up for their uh, online service. That's they true. don't want your money once. Was, they want, you, they want yeah. your money a bunch of times. Was it not that the, like a while ago there was a patent that came out for an N64 controller, wireless controller? And so people thought like, mm. oh, this must be for the, the mini. They that ended up being just a, an accessory for yeah. Nintendo online Switch service. Online. Yeah. Bummer. Big bummer. Yeah. Speaking of bummers, I, I mean... This isn't even on, on the quick bite. I just, I just want a way to play Air Ride again. I'm going to have to download Delph, Dolphin Emulator. Let's be real. Yeah. Mess that game. Yeah, I watch people stream it sometimes. I watch them stream it on TikTok. Anyway, let's oh. move on. <laughs> More cool news. Remedy has confirmed that Control 2 is in development for PS5, Xbox Series X, presumably S as well, and PC, and is being co-developed with 505 games. Can't wait. I love Control. Can't wait to see what they have in store for Control 2. Yes. Interesting that they needed the help with 505. Not, of course, unseen, but I think it's clear that they have so much on their plate that they definitely have to get some help somewhere else, too. Well, and I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe 505 published the first game as well. Um, correct. Published, but I believe they're actually, like, like contracting people through 505 as well. Yeah. Astral Maze is one of the coolest moments oh. I had playing that game. Oh I mean, anybody who played that game is like Astral Maze, Astral Maze top oh. parts of that game. So good. The, the, you're speaking to my heart there. <laughs> so cool. You know, uh, that, that felt a bit like, I hate to use this word, but overhyped to me because like everyone was like, saying, oh, you just wait to get to the maze, the maze, the maze, the maze. And I was like, this was cool. Nah, I take it back. It was cool. I didn't have, the, I didn't have people I telling me to get to that. Sure. Yeah. For for me, I, I I went into that game without like a lot of people telling me about it. It had been a lot of time had passed since the game came out, so I went into that section like not knowing what I was about to get into. So I just had a blast with it. I wasn't like I didn't have any expectations, so gotcha. I might, may have come up a little bit higher than some other people. Yeah. Same here. One yeah. person told me like this is yeah. cool, and I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> so I wasn't hyped. <laughs> to to me, I'm like super jazzed about the setting the federal bureau control building is like sublime to me it's so uh, cool. endlessly cool so yeah. can't wait one of the most underrated uh, games in the past five years yeah absolutely absolutely we've been on cd project red sorry just cd project announces the witcher 3 for new gen consoles and pc will release later in december that is next month a couple of weeks away you'll be able to play next gen versions of the witcher 3 wild hunt be excited witcher fans Hell yeah. Which it Maybe up. I'll finally play the DLC. I haven't played the DLC. Very good DLC. So I've heard. Yeah. Some people like Blood, uh, as I think Blood and Wine is the second one. Some people like that more than like the base game, which is like crazy to think about. Hmm. Okay. Just the resounding. Hmm. Fantastic. I can't wait. Never, never, which never clicked with me. So, yeah. <laughs> Christian's looking for something to that could be to used segue? to punch me through the screen or something. <laughs> no, I was looking to segue to the next item. So I think uh, wait, I think Christian. Oh, okay. Christian, I think Roe is saying no freaking thanks. Speaking ah, of no okay. freaking thanks, <laughs> NFTs, PlayStation. Thank you, Dan. Give me a quick high five. 
PlayStation has been working on NFTs and blockchain tech. Now, working is is a strong word here to use. It, it, they just like they publish the patent. Sony does do a lot of a lot of patents that they never do anything with. Um, but still, is this something that we want Sony to get involved with? I, I'm erring on the side of no. I, I don't particularly want this. I would reckon a lot of gamers don't want it either. But they're covering their asses and doing something with NFTs. So we'll wait and see if Jim Ryan wants to do something with this. I, I would, if anyone at home is worried, I, I wouldn't put too much thought into this yet as patents is far from working on something. They have R&D people doing stuff all the time. So this could mean absolutely nothing. They're just buying things to make sure they're safe in the future, just in case this becomes sure. more prevalent. The interesting part is, is we talked about this on, on the podcast, how uh, PlayStation Stars, is that the name of it? Like, yeah. that seemingly could have been something that was originally targeting this kind of thing, but then they maybe pivoted. So it could just be that they worked on this technology for that and then realized, oh, people don't want this and maybe yeah. won't ever see the light of day. Which, I 100% agree yeah. with that uh, sentiment. It Definitely, when I do PlayStation Stars, I was like, this was definitely meant to be NFT, blockchain, whatever you want to call it stuff. And they definitely were like, not yet. Let's pull that back, just in case. No, one, no one's popular. It's not popular, and it's already fallen off a cliff. Let's not be the next one. Whoa, hold on. Roe, like, weekly reminds me to check my PlayStation Stars. Weekly? In the, in the chat, he's always like, hey, I'm trying to get this one done. I'm like, oh, that's right. What? This is the thing. Let me open the app. Oh, my God. I just have it passively on the background, so like I'm hoping eventually I get enough points to get something. I want it on the record that <laughs> if I'm ever bringing up PlayStation Stars, it's because I'm complaining about it. I'm like, why That's don't true. they have why don't they have this uh, milestone available? Which they actually did change as soon as I as soon as I complained about it about. And Ryan War. heard you. I, I which is super creepy because yeah. I think he did because <laughs> <laughs> it was like the next day that it was there, but yeah. I did get coins or whatever, or or what? I don't even know what it is uh, for pre-ordering God of War Ragnarok. So mm -hmm. if I buy like thirty more games, I'll get a free one. Yeah, nice. oh, yeah, <laughs> thirty more, whatever it is. Anyway, let's move on. Rockstar reportedly tur once turned down a Grand Theft Auto movie starring none other than Marshall Mathers, Eminem, and directed by Tony Scott. This could have been a banger. I'm not gonna lie to you. A Tony is, Scott directed Grand Theft Auto movie? Get out of here. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I was just about to say, it, would it have been? So, Top Gun director Tony Scott, that, that tells me a lot. I'm like, okay, that's a pretty good movie. And then, but starring Eminem, is he a good actor? Have Eight Mile. Seen, yeah, I was going to say. Oh, I have not seen Eight Mile. That, I, I, that is a movie that people like a lot. Of. Yeah. I will resend. <laughs> and he fits that. Speaking of. Sorry. Yeah. He fits that, like, uh, that. That look, I guess, that they're looking for. What, for what are you trying to say right now? What yeah, are you trying to say? Say, say it. Like, say it. Like we know what you want to say. Like say that is up. the most suburban thing you've ever said in my goddamn life. <laughs> <laughs> the look. <laughs> He's got the look. He's got, He's got the, the GTA look. Yeah. He wears a beanie. Look at him. He he looks nefarious. <laughs> He's so urban. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I don't know. While we're on Tony Scott, I want to shout out Deja Vu, Denzel Washington. Starring Tony Scott movie, it's I, I, is it so good? good. I Debatable. I I love Deja Vu. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Ro. Thank you. I thought it was good. Same.
Same. Moving on. Somerville developer Jumpship, on the day of the release, has been of the release of the game Somerville, has been acquired by Swedish group Thunderful. Um, normally I'm like anti-acquisitions, but like Thunderful as a publisher, like puts out a lot of cool games and Jumpship like is, is a brand new studio. So it's like they were a little bit worried about making new games or having funding for new games. Thunderful could be a way for them to keep making cool stuff. So I'm not like super anti-acquisition at the moment. Yeah, Thunderful has helped uh, a bunch or uh, quite a few cool indie games uh, get out there. Like uh, Wavetail is the most recent one that I can think of, which was on stuck on Stadia, but it's coming to console soon. Project Lana is coming out mm. next year, so that's a big one. But I think they also did the Gunk, which was kind of mixed on when it came out. That was like that Xbox platformer thing. So yeah, it's it's always good when the indies get a little bit more uh, security to continue yes. making their games so so that's good. agreed and and i think it's assuring that thunderfold specifically said about jump ship quote retain will ret- uh, retain creative autonomy that's always good end quote yep so. yeah <laughs> here are some bigger games by the way by from thunderful uh i mean bigger but like mm-hmm. more games you might recognize lego brick tales curse the golf fire girl lost in random white shadows etc 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 Harvest, another uh, Harvest Moon game. Interesting. Ooh. Anyway. Fee. Okay, I'm done. Moving on. <laughs> uh, today, got some news that the Sony, that Sony supported development of both the Callisto Protocol and Star Wars Jedi Survivor. In details, they allowed the studios to use PlayStation's Visual Arts MoCap Studio. So Sony... Uh, essentially contributed to some of Callisto Protocol's cinematics. Same with Jedi Fallen... Sorry, not Fallen Order, Jedi Survivor. Uh, and they also helped uh, develop characters for Star mm-hmm. Wars Jedi Survivor. found that pretty cool. Interesting. Yeah, and Michael Mombauer himself came out and was like, they didn't just help us with that, too. Like, they helped a lot. And, yeah, it's, uh... always, it's always cool to see little partnerships like this happen. Yeah, um, I'm also glad that it really... I'm always glad when people are just more open about everything. Like the average mode doesn't know that what even visual arts is. So this helps a little bit with people understanding the industry more. Yeah. At what Absolutely. cost, Christian? At what cost? What do you mean by that? Tell me. Because what's the cost? Exclusive content. I feel like this is part of their marketing arrangement. Whatever, a gun skin? Who cares? For Callisto? I won't even equip it. I won't even equip it. For Callisto? I think there's I don't know. I can't remember. There's two things I thought for Callisto, but what is the what is it going to be for Jedi Survivor? Mm. Uh, maybe a lightsaber color. Lightsaber color. What if it's blue? blue? What if what if it's blue and that's my favorite color? <laughs> then you'll get the other three blues. You'll be all right. <laughs> Scion or whatever the fuck, and then the other one. Fair. That's fair. Oh yeah. Moving on. I probably should have had this one in, in News of the Week, but it, it's here, so I'm going to read it now. Pentiment would not have happened without Game Pass. This is this is super interesting. Obsidian Game Director Josh Sawyer has said Pentiment wouldn't exist without Game Pass. Quote, I never would have proposed making Pentiment without Game Pass. Like, I literally just wouldn't have done it. I just don't think it would have been possible. And I think he, he is, like, onto something with that, because it is really hard to make 
games that you want to make, games that will probably not sell. And it is like super intriguing to think of Game Pass as a platform to pitch ideas for games that otherwise would not have been made, knowing uh, that Xbox might have the funding uh, to make that game. Case in point, Pentiment came out uh, to like resounding critical acclaim um, just what this week, last week. So that is super cool to see. And I hope we actually see more of this going forward. I think it's also interesting that Obsidian themselves was like, hey, we're going to be making Outer, World, uh, Outer Worlds 2. We're also making Avowed. Oh, and by the way, we're going to have like a small team just go make um, a 10 out of 10 game on the side while we're doing that. And grounded. So, I think that, and I, I always forget grounded, yes, and continuing a games as a service while doing all of that. That is also very good. So I think it's, uh, it speaks to itself that Obsidian is definitely the powerhouse in the Xbox Game Studios, and it's Kind of nice that Xbox has something they didn't just just buy, although that's kind of what happened with Obsidian. At least they got good with Xbox rather than they got really good and then Xbox just bought them. Seems a little more uh, yeah. partnership here than anything else, but very happy to see. Obsidian's the best. I love them. And yeah, this this is a really great thing because Game Pass obviously... A developer to put something into game pass they don't have to worry about like this game needs to sell x amount of units in order for us to be profitable or whatever they just can release this game into game pass and uh it'll help bring people in because obviously there's going to be people who are interested in this game or another game or you know but yeah i, I think that's great it's one of the benefits of game pass and also allows a team like obsidian to break up into other smaller teams so you have your small 15 person uh grounded team you have your small Pentiment team, and then you can still have your big AAA teams as well. So, very cool. I want to see more small games like these that get critical acclaim uh, be given more platforms too. So, seeing it like on, on Game Pass is great. I want to see more of this moving forward. Agreed. McGavin. This next segment is only for Ro. <laughs> oh no. Ro reacts. Kishimoto says that the oh. Sonic team is taking feedback from players and critics akins the release of Sonic Frontiers to a global playtest. Let's read the tweet from Morio Kishimoto. I'm sorry I couldn't contact you because I've been busy since the release date. I'm relieved that the release date has arrived and that it seems to have reached everyone safely. We are checking the opinions of the critics and everyone. As you pointed out, we still have a long way to go, and we take this seriously as a global playtest. Now, a lot of people have have maybe misread that as taking that Kishimoto saying the game's release is a global playtest. Yeah. I think he's just kind of akinning like the seriousness that people take feedback with playtests to Sonic Frontier's release. IMO. That's how I'm reading it. That's how I'm reading it too. I could understand why people are like, what the heck? We just paid $70 or $90, depending on where you're, you're equating this full price game to a, a, essentially a demo to just gather. Right. Uh, feedbacks for your potentially next $70 game. Hopefully that one's better. So I can understand why people might have kind of jumped to conclusions there. But I, I think this is actually a good statement that they're paying attention to what the community is saying about the game here. And hopefully they take the criticisms from this launch and apply those mistakes or not make the same mistakes as they did with this one in the, in the next Sonic game. That's what I got from it. It is a little bit messy. English to Japanese English is always messy, so I can understand why 
this might have gotten yes. a little bit messed up in translation. But with that said, the launch of Sonic Frontiers wasn't perfect, <laughs> and it should have been better. I will also say the Sonic team isn't as big as people think it is. It's it's pretty it's a pretty small team. Um, but that also said, it's Sega. They have the money. I think they could have added a couple more people if they needed to. But yeah. Do you think a delay would have helped? Like yes, legit. Absolutely. Months? Absolutely. Yeah. I do think so. And I and it was really upsetting. As much as I wanted it this year, and I'm happy I got it this year because I had a freaking blast with it. It was upsetting to see when those trailers came out, them just saying, No, you don't understand. No, we're not going to delay this game. Just like putting their foot down, saying like you and to an extent, I, I enjoyed myself with it, but a delay definitely would have maybe not allowed those one, one out of tens that we saw, those four out of tens that we saw from different outlets if they took the time to fix the performance at the very least. But, yeah. Also, here's what we won't do. Um, I saw a lot of review bombs because a certain yes. YouTuber put out a video that they didn't enjoy the game. Uh, that does not. That does. Okay, road road named him. Sorry, so, uh, uh, you, If you know, yeah. you know. If you know, you know. Yeah, you know. You, you know. know yeah, yeah, if you know, you know. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that does not help the develop for developers for feedback to make the sequel because there is going to be a sequel uh, better. Also, side note to this side note, I saw a GIF of Sonic running. Spoilers, I guess. Maybe it was part of the demo. I don't <laughs> Sonic know. Spoilers. But no, no, no. Hold on. I'm getting to the spoiler part. So if you, if you don't want to know, Sonic ran. I don't know if that's a spoiler. <laughs> Close your ears for five seconds. He's running with the Chaos Emeralds, and he turns supersonic. And I was like, damn. Maybe I should play this game. <laughs> yes, he does turn supersonic. That's not a spoiler. That was in one of the trailers. So hopefully, it looks so know. cool. Did he finally go supersonic three? He went supersonic. Oh. <laughs> I'm buying it now. That's, yeah. that's how you do it. Oh my god. Swag. Sonic got that <laughs> swag. And yeah. we got the news of the week. So let's move on over into PXN News of the Week. That was an awful segue. Here's a little mini or a little mini segment, whatever, within a segment. Phil Spencer says this whole little bit of news here is dedicated, spawned from Phil Spencer saying things on a podcast. First, on Call of Duty. Again, as always, as he's been saying for the past couple of weeks. Phil Spencer has doubled down. Call of Duty will remain available natively on PlayStation. No Game Pass app on PlayStation required. If they want a streaming version of that, they can do that. But native will remain on PlayStation. He is also open to a longer-term commitment that Sony would be comfortable with that Jim Ryan can relax a little bit. Uh, he also goes on to say that uh, the ABK deal, Activision Blizzard, is primarily about Candy Crush, not Call of Duty, saying that the Xbox business uh, would be untenable if it doesn't gain relevance on mobile, which, of course, mobile is one of the biggest markets in gaming, period. There's a lot of money to be made in, uh, on mobile. And of course, if you just bought Activision Blizzard, you're out a lot of money. You want to make some of it back. Trying to get subscribers up on Game Pass. How do you do that? By bolstering up your mobile presence. Candy Crush in point. So, a lot there. First, let's talk about Call of Duty. What do you think? <laughs> Is Phil Spencer being legit? Duh. Can we trust him? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. 
I think that's what we've been saying, you know, the last several weeks. It's like it doesn't really make sense for them to not have it on PlayStation because it makes so much freaking money. We just talked about it last week, how it made a billion dollars in, what, a week? Like, that's insane. Five days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's absolutely yeah. insane. Like, there's nothing even close to that. And, yeah, I, while I t- the second part I take with a grain of salt in terms of, like, him saying it's primarily about Candy Crush, to an extent, I think that's true. Like, I do think that they want to have a bigger presence into mobile, but also, like, COD is huge moneymaker. So, like, that's going right. to, you know, that's going to save the bottom line out of this deal. So... Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. I will say, Phil doubling down. This almost feels like the quadrupling down or something. Like, this man is sure. out there begging everyone to listen to him, saying, I promise it's not going to go anywhere. Wink. Um, I don't think we have, I don't think anyone really has to worry about Call of Duty going anywhere anytime soon. I think PlayStation, what they're doing in Europe is either trying to to buy themselves some time or maybe get something written down in contract, whether it be, hey, we need guaranteed to 10 or 15, and maybe the European um, board will be like, you know what, it'll go through, but you do have to promise 10 to 15-year contract or something. I don't know. I do see people thinking that they want it indefinitely. That's not how these work. You don't don't get to say something indefinitely. That's not how business works, Bill. That, That don't ever happen, but they could get some extension, or they could just buy themselves time while they're, hope. I mean, hopefully via someone at playstation if they're wise they're working on something that they don't have to worry about having call of duty every year maybe they have their own games as a service multiplayer thing that they can generate income on uh they can try point, yeah they could try i mean geez <laughs> uh it's not easier said than done look at ubisoft with half of the games they've tried to release Yikes. and on the second point um they also did release that they were trying to start like a mobile store as well um so yeah. maybe that is primarily uh, to do with this too, although they, it doesn't seem like they want to say that because uh, uh, I like to think they want it to be a little more under the radar with that specific business option that Microsoft wants to do. Um, but I I agree. Of course, it's uh, COD influences this deal, but Candy Crush is a lot of money. It's almost the majority of the money that they want to, they want out of this. Uh, but I'm Call glad- of Duty is no slouch, so... And I'm glad you brought up money, too. Both of you guys, actually. Uh, yeah, a billion dollars in, in fight, less than a week. Here's a more interesting question, then. Is Call of Duty going to be on PlayStation? Is there incentive to put Call of Duty on Game Pass? Given how much money it makes in general. I think absolutely it will be on Game Pass. And the reason why is because you're going to drive so many more people because remember game pass isn't saying that you're requiring people to play on game pass you can still pick up the game for full price you're if, right. if they want to do that i think that it will definitely get a lot more subscribers to game pass which microsoft wants and then you'll still have the playstation people still buying the 70 dollar copy of the game and maybe maybe we get a switch version like <laughs> phil said he, <laughs> yeah we want this everywhere like on switch i'm like uh, i don't know about that phil Let's, nintendo would yeah. laugh them out the room <laughs> well. uh if i can chime in um i would like to point out that if, uh if call of duty if slash when i think it, it's more of a win when call of duty comes to game pass i do not think game pass will be as it is right now i think game pass will be more expensive when that happens um sure. phil spencer has already said that 
Xbox prices will go up. He was very vague about what that means. Was that Game Pass? Was that systems? Was that just systems? Was that everything? Who knows? Um, but w- if that does happen, uh, I think it will. Ev- nothing will change other than Game Pass might get a little more expensive, uh, and you're going to be more enticed to buy Call of Duty because spending seventy on the game or twenty dollars a month on Game Pass or Game Pass Ultimate, whatever it ends up being. Is probably a little more enticing than buying seventy bucks and just getting Call of Duty. How much is Ultimate currently? Is it fifteen? Yes, fifteen a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah fifteen a, a month right now. It's 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 a steal. I, it, that's why I'm like it. Ha- it it's going to go up. I believe in the next year at least. It has to. There's no way that that they keep this going. Gage said the, and Gage said the same thing last year. I think, and here we are, still the same yeah. price. I mean, if if anyone can bleed money, it's it true. is Microsoft. So sure. I just think at it's, some point the CEO is going to come by and be like, when, "When's it going to happen? <laughs> what's the what's the beauty, what's the number that it needs to reach?" And then you hit the hit the spigot and it's like, "All right, that's it. Now it's doubled price, but it's still going to be good." Perhaps Game Pass is like the Costco hot dog of the games industry, just forever the same price. Oh no! Wow. I don't think the math's there, but I respect the <laughs> reference. Yeah. I mean, that's all it was. That's it, not even a real, real take. It's just a joke. <laughs> well, <laughs> and the family plan's about out here soon, and that's an even that's true. more insane deal. <laughs> is it? I, I don't remember the price. Yeah, th- I think it, right now the te- they're testing prices in the UK. Uh, it's in a testing period, but it translates to roughly $25 US for five, for five. people. Yeah. What the f- Actually, is it five or five additional people? I can't remember the verbiage. I thought it was five total. Okay. Either way. I think it's, it's like way, we're up, it's to, up to five people. Okay. So I'm assuming it's you included plus four others. Yeah. Insane. God. <laughs> yeah. Get some friends together and spend 25 a month. Maybe, maybe as they're testing it, like when they're getting ready to release it, they'll announce some kind of price hike, uh, incentivizing you to do the family plan, bringing more subscribers. And even if like, if people are going to like, leave game pass because of you know it costs x amount of money more maybe they'll end up staying because of the family plan and bring others along with them so who knows yeah i would argue we're safe until probably the end of this fiscal year so like who knows when xbox is like by the way xbox series x is 50 bucks more or maybe they don't and the next system that comes out the xbox series y ps5 pro that's when it gets a little more expensive and they take the cut from that and just say all these systems were sold kind of at a loss because of inflation and the shipping crisis and all that is such and such. So we'll make a little more money off the next one. Who knows? But by the way, you said that series Y I had a random thought. I apologize, I guess, for just just shitting out my my thoughts. I was driving to work the other day to the office. And I was thinking about the Xbox like naming scheme for their their you know, line of consoles across generations. Yeah. No, no. This is this isn't a joke. I'm not. I'm not ramping up to a joke. I swear to. No, this no, was like yeah, a genuine thought funny. I was having. It's yeah. funny when you think about it. Like. Yeah. No, well, okay. <laughs> so I was thinking about it, like people. Like people were giving Xbox crap because, you know, obviously Xbox One. You can't say that. But you have to say the original Xbox because you're not talking about the first one. Uh, it, it gets a little confusing. However, I don't think they could have done the traditional route, like doing a one, two, three, and four. I don't think that would have ever worked because there were no. one generation behind PlayStation. And if, you know, mm. someone's mom is at the store saying, yep. which one am I going to buy for my son? 
Oh, well, the PlayStation 4 is newer than the 3. Yeah. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, yep. Yeah. I don't know. Agreed. No, you're years to realize this. No, yeah, you're 100% right. That is that is why they can't just go numerical because the moms and trust me, I used to work at GameStop. The moms will not know and they'll just go, oh, well, I mean, that's a high number. It probably means it's better. Boom. And then, and then boom. Right. How many times does that happen? 10% of your sales? That's a lot of money. So, yeah. Why didn't they do the goat simulator route and just skip a number? <laughs> they should have. So did, didn't uh, iPhone do the same thing? iPhone yeah. did the thing. This is mine, yeah. right? So make it the uh, X3 or, or at some point. Yeah. Make the 360 the X3. Um, I don't know. There's still time, Phil. <laughs> anyway. Uh, moving on to Xbox Keynote. This is the uh, cloud streaming console. Uh, Phil Spencer said in the same podcast interview that the initial build of Xbox's streaming only box Keynote was too expensive. Uh, it was made, however. Uh, Phil Spencer wants Keynote to be affordable, uh, quoting between $99 and $129 USD. Uh, and he wants it also to include an Xbox controller, uh, making the barrier to entry for uh, gaming on Xbox insanely cheap. Cheaper even than the Series S. Dan, you were tweeting about this. I Pop did, off. yes. I I would like someone to pull back the tapes when we were talking about this because <laughs> I'm 99% sure I said they were going to go for a $99 price point with a controller, and look at that. Almost I don't recall. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. Crazy. Uh, no, but yeah, that that is the sweet spot. And like, I totally agree with Phil that you want to have a decent distance away from the Series S because if you have, you know, Keynote that costs $199 and you have Series S at $299, who's going to pay $199 for a cloud streaming box when you could just pay $100 more for a more powerful local box that is obviously going to run better than a cloud performing box so yeah I, I agree with them i think a hundred dollars is the sweet spot if they can get there which apparently they can't get there right now um but maybe in the future no you can tell phil works you can tell phil works at microsoft uh because that is a, a ridiculous number to try to hit and include a controller it's just the money, like the numbers aren't there to like make that a viable thing to sell unless they're just OK with hitting just getting ripped in in your your costs post uh, sell through, which is fine. Of course, that's Microsoft. They don't mind bleeding money, of course. But a hundred with a controller, that's a little, I think, unobtainable unless this thing is low bar and it's pretty much a Wi-Fi connector in that thing, um, which some argue that's all I you need. need. I, don't, I don't know. I I think. I thought it would have already been out. I've said that year over year. Like, since since we heard rumblings, I'm like, next year is going to be out. Ne another year passed. All right, it's next year. Pat, all right, and this time is really going to come in. I think it's just, I think it's DOA. I don't think, I, I think it's it's dead before it even hit the ground. Because if, if that is the goal, I, that's, that's not going to be hit. Especially in the next three years when all of this is going to get even more expensive. I don't know that I would agree with that, though, because like you have you have things like, you know, Fire Stick 4K Max that costs what, like 50 bucks. And I mean, that's got a pretty powerful CPU. All this thing is doing is just hitting their cloud services, right? Like it doesn't need anything, uh, you know, super powerful. I wouldn't think it would need anything more powerful than what Amazon's doing with the Fire Stick like. Why not? Actually, why not partner with Amazon and just put an app on Amazon Fire Stick? Now that I'm saying this out loud, although shit, they have their own service. Never mind. 
Yeah, yeah that, and also they already partnered with Samsung yeah. to be on TVs, yes, and that true. probably has some sort of exclusivity thing. Yeah. To go back to your original, have you ever tried streaming something via your Series X? I would argue even that is an unperfect experience, and that's on a $500 unit. So yeah. Yeah. What, what do you put in this thing so it can run games? I think running a movie and running games, especially when we're talking about server space, what it's got to load. I'm sure certain games are fine. Good turn-based game, good JRPG, Pentiment. That'd be a perfect game to play on this thing. You put a FPS on, you're going to notice lag. All right, well, how do we cut lag? Well, you got to put another processing unit or some chip or thing. I'm not a tech guy, so I can't really speak to that much. But I think just when you get to the brass tacks, the price point is just almost unobtainable, unless there's something I am missing in the uh, tech conversation, which is completely likely. See, uh, oh, real. I com- I hear what both of you guys are saying. I'm just saying, like, if they are able to nail this, though, that would just be such a huge win. And we were talking mm-hmm. about yeah. the Call of Duty thing. Like, will this ever be on Game Pass? Just imagine if it does, mm. and just like how easy it would be for them to just get a bunch of people just just buy this $100 stick. And if you subscribe to Game Pass, you get Call of Duty and all these other things too. Hopefully, it works. Like you're saying, like you're hoping. It does, Dan and Elijah. You bring up some good points. Like, will FPSs actually be playable on this thing? But if it does, if they're taking, if the, if the reason it's taking a long time is because they're trying to get it right, it could be really good for them. That would be awesome. Yes, I definitely agree with that. If if the time is spent on yeah. trying to make this a seamless experience, I do think that it would be pretty revolutionary if they're actually able to make this thing work at a hundred bucks or something like that. Which, Elijah, I don't know the last time you've checked out the cloud streaming, but uh, they have made improvements because when I first played it, it was terrible. It was really Mm. like the latency was unplayable. I've played it since they did the last update, and I actually was able to play Halo Infinite online multiplayer. Now, I will tell you, it isn't, you know, I wasn't playing to the best of my ability on there because there is still some slight latency there. Uh, but it, it was a million times better than before, and it was actually playable, whereas before I mm. wouldn't have said it was playable. So, like, I do think they've made strides there. Uh, I do think they still have some more work to do there, but, uh, yeah, I, I, if they could make that thing great, that would be an insane, insane offering. I should try, yeah. It's probably been a while. I can't remember the last game I played via cloud streaming. But, uh, yeah, last time I played it, it wasn't terrible. I've heard like horror stories from this thing. It was actually pretty good, but I just couldn't imagine playing an FPS and it feeling like good enough. But yeah. maybe I should give it a try and see. If you played Halo on it, I'm like, well, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> I'll say this for both, you know, the both the boxes. You know, I gave a lot of shit for streaming on PlayStation side as well because it was just the tech wasn't quite there yet. This was years ago, but I mean, I tried it this year after they switched up their PS Plus when they had the whole cat, uh, catalog of games you can stream. I was playing games that required more like Twitch, like racing games, which require more like Twitch Ooh. input. Uh, and that was fine. Again, it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be one on one, but like yeah. there are improvements just overall in cloud gaming, period. So, yeah, no doubt that, uh, that Dan's experience with Halo Infinite was probably pretty good, you know, playable yeah. at the least. Yeah. Let's shift to another box. Let's talk Nintendo. Nintendo has emphasized its importance of the Nintendo account integration for its next console. There's a lot of speculation. Uh, oh, sorry, I have notes here. Let's speculate on which areas outside of games we're actually talking about. And to do that, 
I bring up this article from VGC, scrolling down a little bit. I'm going to read a little bit from the quotes. During an investor Q&A following the publication of its latest financial results, the company was asked if it would use data gathered from Nintendo accounts to influence its future software and hardware. Director Koshiota responded by saying that Nintendo would consider how to more easily connect its game business to experiences outside of gaming in uh, in the future, something he noted would be important for its next console. While he didn't specify which outside areas this would include, Nintendo's slides highlighted its Universal Studios theme park, upcoming Super Mario Bros. movie, and merchandise as ways it believes it can expand Nintendo account use. Quote, in the Nintendo Switch generation, it feels like we have gotten closer to our consumers via Nintendo account, Shota said. I think an integrated hardware software business that captures the spirit of Nintendo will continue to be central to many of the activities that spring from the strategy described in today's briefing. I'm going to stop there uh, and ask. Uh, I, I, I legit like this is the my immediate thought is like, OK, if they're going to do partner, not partnerships, expand the uh, Nintendo Switch accounts to for use outside of gaming. The first thing I thought of was uh, the the theme park, which we bring uh, the article brings up. Nintendo showed off in their slides, but also movies and merch. Is there any other ways that Nintendo could reach people outside of games to tie into their Nintendo Switch account? Or sorry, Nintendo account? I don't know. I'm, I'm legit, legit spitballing here. In the movie theater while you're watching Chris Pratt as Mario, you can log in and get a... <laughs> A special message from Chris Pratt. Oh, wow. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds crazy. We joke. Yeah, but say, I, I, please, Christian. No, we joke, but legit, like, there, there probably is going to be some way where you can, like, if you show proof that you watch this movie and you log yeah. it on Nintendo Switch account, you'll get, like, redemption for, like, yeah. some points as well as, like, probably, like, access to then use coins to buy like some kind of new uh, avatar for your Nintendo switch or like a, one of the border things or whatever. Like, yep. I guess the possibilities might be endless with this. Yeah. If they are serious about this, I mean, yeah, it, it could mean anything. Maybe you get something. If you go to the theme park and use your phone to scan something for your, and you get, maybe you get like a points for a game or you get a coupon. I, I don't know. I, I really have no idea, but Nintendo is always in their Nintendo lane, you know? They're always doing their own thing on the side where Xbox and PlayStation are fighting out whoever's going to get Call of Duty. They're over here like, oh, Bowser's in the next Smash event. Play him. He'll eat you. You know, it's just random <laughs> things. But they then they make a million billion dollars off of it. So it's hard to say whatever they're doing is wrong. I don't know. Like, if they open up, like, even, like, merch lines, it, it, like, I don't know. Let's say there's a Uniqlo line of Mario shirts, like buying the clothes might get you something like the like the deals the possibilities for deals and partnerships could be endless with this and like i wrote this in the notes here in the in the, the doc is like nintendo is really seeing themselves as a plat like as a platform slash like lifestyle for yeah. like how it views its own audience and, and and customers whereas like to me when i think of xbox and playstation or pc gaming even it's like let's dominate the living room let's have an experience uh, you know but nintendo seems to be like we just want like people to like I don't know, exist in Nintendo, and I don't know if that makes sense, but maybe they want to make use of their brand. I mean, almost everyone in the world is knows about Nintendo, or at least Mario to some extent. So maybe they want to factor that in too. And also, they tried with the mobile space. They seem to have kind of walked back on it a little bit. Maybe they're going to try again. They tried with like Mario Run and these things, and none of them worked out. The Fire Emblem game made built like millions of dollars, yeah. but 
I, uh, I do want to say for people maybe listening on audio, there's <laughs> a hilarious thing that's clearly from like a deck from Nintendo, and it says, create a virtuous cycle to invigorate integrated hardware software business. <laughs> oh my god oh the the amount of meetings i've been in to hear garbage like that what does that even mean but right. i will say nintendo yeah i get it they want to expand their ip it seems like a microsoft's almost doing that same thing that we brought up earlier like more people tap into the market where you're not at right we hit the console people we've we got who we're gonna get how do we expand the number of people we have access to I think it's I'm exciting that Nintendo was thinking about their next console. Thank Even you if for it's super yes. early stages, but that's exciting. I, I mean, wouldn't be shocked if it comes out next year. No, this it absolutely will not. Absolutely <laughs> will not. That was my next question. Though, is let's speculate on what the next console will be and when and when we get to see it. It is a thousand percent not coming out next year. No, there's no, 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 fucking, so, so, there's so, no fucking way. When we say console, do we mean a new Switch right. Two or a Switch subsect of consoles? What are we discussing here? I think oh, the article like is suggesting like a, a new console. No, yes, the yeah. article. Correct. Yeah. I think but, there will be a new subsect of Switch out next year, not a new oh. Switch 2 mm. thing. Right. Well, like an iterative version, right? Like a Switch yeah, Pro. Right. That, uh, yes. People like to say Switch Pro. Something in the Switch family that it, that's still on the commercial. It says Switch, Switch Lite, and then the third option, Switch Pro, that people use i do not think there will be a switch to probably in the next four years yeah i think that's that's gonna fall like does nintendo consider a switch pro as a next generation platform yeah probably buzzy buzzwords that I, that's what i would fall back on they want the buzzwords out there this is the next gen thing it's backwards compatible there might be some this things like a new nintendo 3ds they did that where like it can only run new Nintendo games. And then in, in reality, it's like, yeah, you got like three games and then everything else can run on both things. Fair. Uh, VGC article continues, uh, and I'm quoting here from the Nintendo spokesperson. We are not at a stage where we can talk about the next generation platform, but we think it's right. most important to create unique integrated hardware, software, products. Activities we leverage through Nintendo account should be well connected to these products. Uh, this to me speaks like that they are perfectly content with how the Switch is selling right now, and uh, the games it's outputting, and what, how the games are running for at least another year. You, you know what the Nintendo account should be well integrated with? The Switch. Yeah. You know, like, that is a, so, yes. Like social features, <laughs> like friends. Really, any and... online functionality on the Switch would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> that work well. What's your 16-digit unique friend code? Oh, oh I'm glad you asked. 784334. What is this? What year is it on this thing? Oh, God. Yeah. I just want the games to look and run good. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, me too. I, I'm fine. Honestly, like, at this point, I'm done trying to have Nintendo be an Xbox. Just make your own thing, but let's push it up a little bit. I, I'm tired of these games still being in 1080p. Let's, yeah, well, let's, let's, let's get creative. You don't have to compromise art style by like having more powerful hardware is my thing you can still have mm. the games look the way they look that's yeah. part of why i love nintendo games so much is is their uncompromising art style but i want them to run and be outputting on some like higher settings let's come on now yeah. i'm excited for the next pokemon game but god it doesn't look like it runs well at all on that poor poor switch that's still out 
it's getting it's we'll getting see. old. We we need something new. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Speaking of new, let's check in with our fantasy draft. Check in. We had a couple games this week that came out. One from me, one from Gage, and one from Dan. Which I, Dan, did you? By the way, I'm gonna start with Dan. Two. Uh, two. Did I miss one? Two for Dan. Okay. Well, you'll have to tell me the other one, but <laughs> did you pick up this this one that I'm highlighting right now, like the last minute? Uh, which one? When did you, when did you, when did you, look at, look at the dot. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. God of War was last week. Sorry. Never mind. Yeah. Only one. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, Among Us is Elijah not. said it. That's Elijah yours. said it. So let me start with, oh. so let's start with the one that, the one oh. I'm highlighting. <laughs> oh, did I fuck sorry. up? No, no I'm sorry. sorry. I, did, I had it covered with the story. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I picked that up like two months ago. Okay, fair. Okay, that's another that question. Yeah, yeah, Pentiment is a game that came out. We just talked about it earlier in the news, and that has gotten on Overcritic 86 average, giving Dan 16 wow. points. It's actually mm-hmm. lower than I thought. I thought it'd be higher than that. That's still fantastic, though. Yeah. Let's be real. No, no. Oh, I'm is- sorry. That did sound like I was being negative. That is incredibly strong for a debut game, for sure. Leaving and Dan. Also- yeah. Uh, sorry, and also given both the art style and the gameplay aesthetics, as some people are just not going to be into that stuff. Yeah, sure. This puts Dan at a whopping one seventy-seven. Of course, we knew that this guy was gonna. As soon as God of War was yeah. like, it's coming out this year, and like, it's oh yeah, over. Dan, congrats, <laughs> Ro and I will fight for second place. <laughs> hey, it's not over yet. I, you know, I still got two more games left. You guys got games left. I have one more game left. Oh, and. Yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, ta- we'll, ta- we'll talk about this. Hold on, hold on. Hold that, hold that, hold that. I have two games uh, left, actually, but yeah. And this guy keeps going, huh? I'm sorry. I'm oh. sorry. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> the next game uh, that released this week is Somerville from Jump Ship, previous devs of Play Dead. This has a uh, open critic average of 72, giving Gage two points and giving Row minus two points for counterpicking it. I'm, I'm, uh-huh. I'm just happy it, it didn't get more points because I, yeah. I was sure this game was going to be a banger. And I mean, <laughs> seven, 73 is, is, is okay. That's technically good on the scale. Or 72, yes. But this, I, I counterpacked this at a time where there wasn't a lot of games on our list. I just picked the, the one that I thought, okay, uh, the safest one out of all. The, all the other games on everybody's list, these are going to be bangers for sure. Summer Bowl is the only one that I was kind of meh about. Mm. I'm, I'm mixed emotions about the score because I, I'm still interested in playing it. Yeah. Only a four to five hour game, according to uh, howlongtobeat.com. That's awesome. It's perfect. Lovely. Yeah. Well, on small games. Uh, this puts a row at 130 points as of right now. Now, I also picked up a game this week. I didn't pick it up this week, but it released this week. That is Among Us VR. On mm-hmm. OpaCritic, it has received an 82 critic average giving me 12 points bringing me to a total of 131 that is one point ahead of row ladies and gentlemen we have ourselves a game oh <laughs> i i have i said i have two games left but one of those games is river seated girl which i am not confident is going to release this this year anymore uh it could be a, a december game possibly but the way way forward is talking about it it seems like it might be pushed to next year and the other game I won't reveal yet, but I, I picked up a game to fill my last spot. And that's nice. coming, out, coming out next year. Or not next year, uh, in December. So hopefully it's a good one. Hopefully it's enough to beat Christian. 
is Hollow Knight yeah, well, coming out, Christian? Friendly, okay, perfect. Thank you for this. Uh, I have three games left. Hollow Knight Silk Song, which I can no oh. longer drop. I can't drop that, so let's pray of a stealth a stealth drop. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, the other is we're looking at Bone Lab, which did release. I still does oh. not have enough reviews for me to log this. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> and then, which leads us to my next point. Uh, this week, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, yeah. which releases in two days. Get all nervous. There's no reviews yet, so yeah, <laughs> that that, that, that is a little strange. Yeah, I think you'll. And that was counterpicked by Gage. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. But Gage, sadly, Gage only has 31 points. <laughs> what? Has what happened? All his games are delayed. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh my well, god. And to be fair, he didn't replace them. <laughs> We kept telling him, and he's like, "Oh, I'll get it. I'll get it. I couldn't figure it out." And then I was like, "I'll show you." I finally showed him, and he did finally pick up some. But yeah, swag. <laughs> Love to see it. That does it for our fantasy draft check-in. Let's move on to what you got for me. Find out what we've been playing this week, as always, in order here. We'll replace Cage with Elijah. Dan, what have you been playing this week? Yes, uh, I completed The Last of Us Part 2, gentlemen. Yay. It's done. I did it. <laughs> I did it. Um, very much, I, I am glad that I played the game, so I'm glad you guys pushed me back to it, and uh, I'm glad I started it from scratch and not where I left off months ago. Uh, but uh, overall, I very much enjoyed the game. Uh, I still think the first game far superior in terms of story. Uh I think that the second game has a lot of very interesting stories within it, though. Uh, I think that the main problem I have with it is the thing that we've talked about, which I don't want to spoil if people haven't played this game yet. But uh, as far as the other stories, the other stories had to have that event happen for them to happen. So, like, while I don't like what happened, you know, in that event i am glad that we got to see like some of the other events that unfolded as a result of that if that makes sense like there were so many moments that that were you know breathtaking that you know you go back to uh, a certain area uh like flashback i'll just say flashback and uh th those moments were really cool and i, I really loved seeing those mm -hmm. moments um uh, portray on the screen because like those were the most powerful moments in that entire campaign in my opinion um so yeah i very much enjoyed it christian yes yeah okay if, okay if i can be genuine for a second sure although i disagree with your ultimate conclusion that we talked about privately yes uh, i think your opinion is 100 percent valid and i am just totally happy that you at least gave the game an honest shake from start to finish which yeah. A lot of people have not done, and I got to respect you and commend you for that. So I'm happy that you are at least on the other side and can appreciate some of the things the game was at least doing. If you didn't, even if you didn't agree with it, yeah. uh, holistically. So and the game, the game is freaking beautiful, and the gameplay is fantastic. I, it's a huge leap over the first game in that regard. I loved it. Uh, sorry, Elijah. I feel like I'm a teacher, Elijah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Daniel. <laughs> I would like to echo everything Christian just said. Um, but I will also add, I have, I know a lot of people who also had problems with, uh, what you had problems with my own father, I'll bring it up again, um, had issues. Uh, I loved the way he put it. Maybe one day we'll talk about it. Um, uh, if you ever need to 
talk about this game on air too. Spoiler cast, call me up. But I love this game. I'm glad you played it. I think everyone should try it. I think it's one of the best games ever made by one of the best studios that we've ever had. Amen. And everyone should at least give it a try. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It does things that only video games can. I will go into I'm this. super excited for this next one, by the way. Oh, okay. Got, wait, which one? Because I was going to go to... Oh, the middle one. But you, yeah, go ahead whatever order you want to do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, God of War Ragnarok. I barely started. I'm like two hours in because I was finishing Last of Us Part 2 and I didn't get a whole lot of time to play this week already, like Monday, Tuesday. So uh, hoping to get dug into that over maybe the holidays here in the next couple of weeks and try to power through God of War because I know that's going to be a much longer game, I think, than Last of Us was for me. So uh, try to get through that as quickly as I can. But enjoying it very much thus far in that opening sequence. Woo! Very good. Very good so far. Uh, and yes, the final one, uh, Fan Fest Trivia. Xbox hosted uh, their third Fan Fest Trivia this weekend, and I joined. Uh, essentially, any mem- Xbox member can join Fan Fest. It's just like a appreciation type thing that they do. They do um, for fans, uh, and they started it during the pandemic. So this is their third iteration of it, and uh, it's really fun because like they have trivia questions of Xbox that they uh, have on the screen, and everyone tries to answer as quickly as they can and as accurately as they can. You get bonus points for answering quicker, so you know you get higher up uh, in that regard. But it was cool because they streamed it uh, live on Twitch this year. Uh, so on their Twitch channel, they streamed it for everyone to see. Um, but only the FanFest people were participating. There was 7,000 people that were participating. I came in 21st place in this. Yes. Impressive. Uh, Congratulations. Oh, my God. Thank you. Uh, But even more than that, like the prizes they gave away for this are awesome because uh, they had prizes for everyone, first of all. They had a tiny prize for everyone to choose from that, um, it was like a, a very minimal thing, but the top 500, top 250, top 100, top 10, and then the number one person all got different tiers of prizes. I got over $160 in Microsoft points to redeem essentially. Ooh. So I convert the Microsoft points into like real world Microsoft money. And $160 worth of that. I got a couple controllers that were from giveaways. Um, uh, I'm I'm forgetting something, but yeah, it was really cool prizes. I'm I'm very very happy about that and appreciative. So very cool. And you got a response from Phil, Phil Spencer. From Phil? Or was it from an Xbox? It was from Xbox. It was from okay, Xbox. Yeah. yeah. No, but but no, Phil runs one. Xbox. Yeah. So he's not incorrect. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Phil Spencer yeah. runs the Xbox. Could have been him. It, it, no, been? it wasn't. No, I was. Um, I would like to quickly add, can you do you remember a question? Just give everyone a taste. Like what kind of questions they asking on this hardcore yeah. stuff, general knowledge? What's oh, up? there was some very hard questions, especially near the end. Uh, so actually, the last question I actually got wrong because I had no idea. Mm. The last question was how many cars were in the uh, Forza Horizon 5 uh, Hot Wheels expansion DLC? I was like, I have no freaking clue. What do you well, mean? 110. I think I it was know. 20. I think the answer was tw- or 20, maybe. I don't know. but Or maybe I answered 20 and it was wrong. I don't know. But yeah, they were. Uh, there was a lot of questions. Oh, one that you'll, you guys will laugh at me for. 
one of the first questions, I think it was question two. It was a Halo question. I read the question wrong and I answered it incorrectly. And I'm like, oh my God, I just fucked my entire thing up here, but I ended up <laughs> pulling through. They had a whole round actually for Halo and I got all of those right. So, oh, nice. Redeem nice. Myself. Of oh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> big dub, big double around. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Bro. Yes, wait. sir. Oh my god, I finally get to talk about Sonic Frontiers with you guys. <laughs> my goodness. I wasn't on last week. I got to miss it. But here I am. Sonic Frontiers is out. It's been getting some pretty controversial, debatable. I- I'm trying to think of the word where a lot of people like it and a lot of people hate it. Divisive? Divisive, yeah. yeah. I think that, that might be the word I'm looking for. Something like that, where it's, it got a 1 out of 10 from Digital Trends and some other small... Yeah, it's not good. Mm-hmm. And Nintendo Life gave it four, 4 out of 10, I think, as well. And it got review bombed, as we talked about, as well. But there were some a lot of people that really liked it. Gave it a 10 out of 10, gave it a 9. And I think it's sitting at a pretty positive Metacritic score. I think it, it's settled at a, like a 73 or something. But I'd love to say that I am on the 10 out of 10 sides. I oh. love this game so much. I, I must also say, obviously, huge Sonic fan. And I think the people who rated it a 1 out of 10 to 4 out of 10 are reviewing it as a video game, as they should. They're reviewing they it as it. a... Yeah, and I, I, they don't get it. They don't get it, and that's fine. They're reviewing it as a video game. And, and the people who are reviewing it as a 9 out of 10, I think they, those people are Sonic fans, and, they've been, and they're rate, reviewing it as a Sonic game, and they understand that this is a good Sonic game, in my opinion. I think this is a, a great Sonic game. It's for the fans, like... I, I'm going to talk about the bad stuff soon, but I'm going to start off with the good stuff. Like the character interactions are so good and refreshing. Uh, the way that the characters talk to each other is just like, it's not cheesy. It's not campy. It's just like, these are real characters for once. And I, I love the campy Sonic stuff. I love adventure. I, I love how those games are written. It's cheesy and I love it. But I love that they actually respected the characters in this one. Like Knuckles, the rivalry between Sonic and Knuckles is 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 there. It's real. Uh, they're always butting heads, but there's a respect between them. There's like a flashback, guys, in one of the scenes, and the flashback is like for Sonic Three, but they don't like put it in real in normal in the recent graphics. It's like in the pixelated graphics. Oh, and it's like this uh, is so cool. freaking cool. Like like <laughs> what is happening? Um, there's like egg memos, which is Eggman's little voice memos that you have to fish out of the water where the, the cat is. And it gives you some really cool lore. They reference Sonic Riders in this game. Oh they reference God. Sonic Adventure. They, I played top five Sonic game, man. I played I, I Sonic Riders. Sonic. Yeah. And there's just so many cool stuff that Sonic fans the would care. really good. It was so oh, good, yeah. dude. Oh, my God. Uh, there's uh, a, uh, one of the credit songs by an uh, artist named uh, Nate Wants to Battle who has made so many sonic covers he has a cool album called gotta go fast and now he can say that he made an actual sonic song official sonic song that's in an actual game i think that's just so cool but as we talked about earlier this game is not perfect the poppin is atrocious the performance is not very good especially on the switch is what i've heard so i'm I'm assuming that's where the nintendo life people played it, and that's why i got a four to ten one of the reasons um there's a lot of things wrong with it that I think that could have been polished. Um, the the way that Sonic controls in the cyberspace levels has been a bit up to... I think he controls really well, but a lot of people are like, this is not how Sonic oh. is supposed to control. 
I, I love it. I think it, it works really good. It took some getting used to when I, I did the first two levels, but once I, once it clicked, it clicked really well. And I love just trying to go through those levels as fast as I can and, and the completing the challenges as well. Um, but yeah, I, I think the worst part of it is, is the performance and how it looks, but I can get past that because I'm having such a great time actually playing the game that I'm not, I'm not really even noticing the pop-in. Like, I know it's there, but it's not getting in the way of my experience, which is, I guess, the, is, it's fine. Like, they shouldn't put out a game that isn't complete, but they realize that the people that are playing the game are going to be able to see past it, <laughs> for most people. Um, but yeah, I, I'm having a blast with this game. I'm two trophies away from the Platinum, guys. I'm going to get the Platinum for this game. I love it so much. Oh, yeah. But I think nice. what a lot of people are saying, the people that are giving the ones out of tens, the people that are giving the tens out of tens, they're both saying the same thing, that this is a good step forward for Sonic, and that they hope that they're able to polish this experience for the next one. And that's what's exciting for me. Even though this should have been the one, I'm excited for the next Sonic Frontiers game because the way that this game ends, it's like there's definitely going to be, they're leading into something else, which is super exciting. I, the only thing that I was like really curious about were the cyberspace levels, and I think you answered it, which is you felt like Sonic controlled well. I think my, like my only thing that's holding me back is like how short they are, and like from what I've heard, they vary in terms of quality. Like some are way better than others. Yeah. But like I think everything you're saying vibes with me, and that like I think I would like this if I tried it out. I don't know when I'll try it out, but I think yeah. I, I think I have to as a Sonic fan as well. Like I think you I, have to I, as a Sonic. Fan I love sure. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's. I think the cyberspace levels are really good. Um, I had a blast on. They're not super imaginative. Neither is the open world area. It's so, so bland. But as I said, I don't really care because I'm loving the character interactions. I'm having a great time with the story. That I'm not really caring about all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I think the gameplay is super fun. I had a blast with it. Sorry, me again. There was Hi. a tweet I saw in the timeline that someone was comparing the opening few hours of Sonic Frontiers to the opening of Death Stranding, and then they did an edit, like oh, totally similar, oh, yeah. and they did an edit, I and they played that, the music yeah. of Death Stranding over Sonic Frontiers. Like, dude, if there's one way to get me in, it's, it's this way. So, dude, play, I, I playing, play it. Playing the open zone areas with your Spotify playlists instead of whatever trash they're giving you to listen to during those open zone areas is, is another level. It's so fun. The, the Sonic soundtrack is fantastic, by the way. The the vocal stuff and the stuff for the cyberspace yes. stuff. But the open zone area is just, it's too Breath of the Wild. They shouldn't have gone that route. But I, if they were playing the vocal stuff and the cyberspace levels in the, the open zone area, it, it might have been a little weird now that I'm thinking about it. But I, I have such a blast just like listening to Carly Rae Jepsen and zooming around. It's, it's, Hell it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Final question on this. Okay. Do you think that Sonic Frontiers? For you personally, has a space in your game of the year contender list. Maybe oh, not as man. a number one spot, but like a top, like maybe a top five. Could it make it? It is. It is on my list for sure. I don't think, and I could, I could say with a, with confidence that it should be in the actual game awards anywhere besides music. But for me, I I loved it, and it's definitely on my list of games I loved a lot this year for sure. Yeah, I love that for you. You yeah. deserve this. Thank you, thank you. I'm so excited to talk about Game of the Year with you guys. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, should be fun, should be fun. Uh, moving on, I, I played a couple things. This isn't really a played thing, but I have to mention this because it's game-related. Uh, I started listening to the Callisto Protocol Helix Station, which is the podcast starring mm -hmm. Wendell and Christie as well as Michael Ironside. 
the it's like a one sentence pitch in the year 2320 a skip tracer hunts down a dangerous escaped criminal on a derelict space station it kind of works as like a world building slash prologue kind of a, a of audio st story um and i think it's pretty cool like they use 3d immersive audio in their storytelling so i'm listening with my airpods and it's like oh yeah it, it feels like i'm on this spaceship with them and like if I close my eyes legit, I, I would think that I have a movie on and I'm, and I'm just kind of, I have my eyes closed for some reason. I thought it was pretty great. It's, it's on Spotify. It's on Apple Podcasts. You, like, I think it's, what, eight episodes in right now or something like that? Or maybe it's like less than that. But there's not going to be many episodes. And of course, they'll be done by the time the game comes out. But I think it's pretty cool as like some kind of prologue. And each episode is like 15, 20 minutes long, something like that. So if you're interested, maybe check that out. I also played Jabroni Brawl 3, which is a free mod on on Steam for Half-Life Alex 2. You don't need the game Half-Life to play this. And dude, it is my type of shit. Like if you're into FPS games, more specifically, if, if you're into shit posting, uh, <laughs> combining the two is fantastic. Uh, you're playing the game and every few seconds a modifier gets added that then gets taken off. So like there was one that's like moonwalking where you can only move by walking backwards. There's obviously like low gravity mode, big head. There's like over 40 guns and the guns are ridiculous. One like and they they switch every time you like spawn. And this is when it was in like a free for all mode. Uh, and like every gun has a uh, primary way of shooting and a secondary. But the secondary shooting is nuts. Uh, like they're absurd. One of one of the pistols secondary is like if you click it, your character farts and you get like projected a couple feet forward, so you can use that to evade enemy fire. There's a dubstep gun. There's a cat bomb where if you throw a, a kitty, it grows when someone goes near it and explodes. There's the, it, the game is wild, and I have only scratched the surface. There's over a hundred and something maps. Um, wow! I can't wait to keep playing it. Like legit, it was it was a blast. It, because I'm giggling playing it. I'm not expecting it to look good or, or be game, like life changing or anything. I'm just having a silly little time, and that's all I need sometimes. Speaking of silly little times, I also have been playing God of War Ragnarok. I am 22 hours in as of last night. I don't know how close I am to finishing it. However, I know that a platinum, according to sources online, is around. 35 to 40 hours so i'm approaching the i don't want to say approaching the end but like what halfway a little bit over halfway maybe um and again echoing last week's uh thoughts is it stronger than 2018 narratively i'm still not convinced i think the pitch of 2018's god of war is like super compelling for that game and this one is different but it's, it took me a few hours to realize this game is doing something different and it's, it's not doing the same thing. And for that reason, like alone, I've slowly been learning to enjoy it in a different way. So it's not like which one hits harder for me. It's, it's so it's Ragnarok is hitting different. And in that, I'm finding enjoyment. Um, I'll have to wait till the end to kind of flesh out those feelings to see if it actually nails it as like a sequel. But so far, what's there is, is really good. And let's be honest, the game feels great. If I have two complaints still, it's that I think the menus are really bad. I think the, the ways you upgrade things uh, is and craft things 
is not fun and confusing and should have been streamlined. Did it's, they it's, make it's a lot of changes from the last game? Like, yes. I thought it was fine. Oh, why? Yeah. The last game was it, fine, I found. Even worse is that the upgrades are leave a lot to be desired. Uh, most of the upgrades are the stuff that you unlock in 2018. So it's like, okay, I'm I'm less powerful than I was in 2018, and I'm unlocking the same things I already played to unlock in the previous game. So it's like, is it that much different than 2018 in that regard? No. Um, so that was like a little... It's still a fun game. I'm yeah. still really, really, really liking it. It's, it's one of the better games of this year. Elijah. I was going to go somewhere else with this, but I'm going to continue God of War. As I've been playing it, and I've also finished it, and I'm very close to the Platinum. I just hit the 40-hour mark. Wow. Um, I am... I find myself at a loss to, to accurately depict my feelings if we have to talk about God of War 2018 and this game. Uh, mainly because I should have played it closer to launch. I just hadn't replayed it before uh, since now, so I wish it was fresher on my mind so I can only speak narratively in storytelling versus the actual gameplay of the other one. Of course, I remember the Leviathan Axe and how good everything felt. Uh, the combat is impeccable. When I am doing something, it is intentional. Uh, it is weighty every time I do something. It is responsive. I feel powerful. All of my weapons feel cool. I do echo your sentiment on the upgrading and crafting system. There's just too much, and the differences are just not felt. They could have cut that in half, and it would have been probably much better. The upgrades, I didn't have too much to complain about, but I do understand, like, it is weird, and this is when we get into, like, give video game stuff. It's like, well, I had this ability uh, earlier so why don't i know it now you know it's i guess it's a video game that's what we have to say but it seems reductive i don't know i found it strange as well but uh, i loved the game and i'm still trying to decide if i like it better than the first one but in my mind we are discussing two great masterpiece games so I can nitpick all day, and to get into specifics would be much too spoilery to my taste, so I don't even want to discuss that, but I loved the game, loved the storytelling, loved the overall narrative, I loved the theming, I loved the difference. I did think uh, my playthrough the game, I was like, okay, this is pretty similar to 2018, and that pretty much didn't change the entirety of the game, for me at least. Uh, I, I'll end it with, I can't wait to talk about this very thoroughly. Mm. Uh, spoiler cast or something. Oh yeah. And then I finished prior to getting God of War. I finished Playtale Requiem, uh, which is a beautiful game. A game that I actually I played the first one right before this one came out because I had not played it before. And it is a great game. It's more of that one. Uh, the storytelling was really strong. The the actual story from start to finish is pretty nuts, especially with how they end it. Um, I have thoughts about if they bring it back, how's it going to work? But it's exciting. I do like the overall um, story beats with uh, Amicia and the young brother. I'm blanking on his name right now. But Hugo. 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 Yep. And just that dynamic is really well felt in this game as you do kind of feel like a little protector. They even call him the, her that. And they're going to just feel like that. But... It is a lot of the first game again. 
uh, to to a T. It is the first game again. So if that turned you off the first time, they didn't do much to change your mind this time. But I enjoyed it. There were a couple of strange decisions throughout the the game, but overall, I think it was a good experience. And uh, it wasn't too long, although I still think they could have took out a couple chapters, especially near the end. It went on a bit too long, and there was a couple coincidences that I was like, all right, a lot of stories have coincidences, but this seems a little on the nose, but hey, still a good time. There we have it, folks. That is what we've been up to this week. Let's move on over into topic of the show. Of course, the God, the God Awards, the Game Awards <laughs> the 2022 gods. nominees. Dan, I linked you uh, the page that gets you to the nominees. From there, you have to scroll down and click view all categories. We're going to go in reverse order, skipping the best esports segments because I don't think any four of us have any say there. Eh, I have a little bit, but not enough to carry a conversation. Yeah, same for me, for most, for like half of them. So I think a good place to start is most, an- sorry, uh, yeah, most anticipated game. And then, Dan, for each one, you'll have to go previous category, not next category at the top. That makes sense. Yep. Oh, thank you for makes telling sense. me that. I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah. And if you're at okay. home, you can, you can uh, vote along with us. That's what I'll be doing. I, I will be live voting since I finished God of War. I'm going to be voting along with us. Nice. Okay, perfect. Uh, so visual watchers, listeners, you can see the screen and you'll be seeing each thing that we're talking about. Hopefully, inshallah, it's working. Yes. Uh, otherwise, for each category, what we'll do is say which one we think should win, which one we predict will win, Ooh. and what game got snubbed, if any, from this category that we want to bring up. Starting with most anticipated game, uh, <laughs> an insane category that's usually the same games year after year because that's how game development works. Yep. Fi- Final Fantasy 16, Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil 4, Starfield, The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. The order will go as follows. Daniel, then Ro, then me, then Elijah. Ooh. Okay. Uh, this is a fantastic list, but... Uh, it is. I'm going to say that Legend of Zelda is going to win. However, yeah. I'm going to pick Starfield. Brand new IP from Todd Howard's team. I'm very excited to see what this game turns into. We got a little bit of a tease at the Xbox conference, some gameplay there. Uh, I just want to see what they're working on next. I want to dive into that. So that's my my thoughts. Bro. Okay. Uh, for me, I think I I also think Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is going to work. I'm also going to vote for Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Mm-hmm as my as my pick uh did you want me to say i think i have one for snubbed as well i yeah, yeah, if I, you have one. I feel like spider-man 2 should be here oh like, fuck yeah insomniac spider-man 2 in in place of hogwarts i don't know i'm not sure. a harry potter guy yeah. i'm not a harry potter guy i don't know how hyped the harry potter community is for this game but for me i think spider-man's more exciting than than even star than even starfield honestly for me as well again not a bethesda dude um but yeah but definitely Final or Final Fantasy 16 is super hyped. Again, I'm in that community, so I, I maybe I'm a little bit biased. And I know Resident Evil, like, people are hyped for that. And Breath of the Wild 2, of course. Everybody wants that right. game. But yeah. I think this one is the one that's fan voted too. I don't think judges yes. are voting on this one. I think it's just right. the fans. <laughs> uh, and I think there's a, there was enough criticism against Starfield that it, like, it will get a lot of votes, but I don't think it will get the majority of the, uh, of the votes. I think the one you'll see get 
all of them, the one that I'm most excited for, the one that I predict is going to win as well, is Tears of the Kingdom. Elijah? Uh, I have to, yeah, agree. Tears of the Kingdom is winning. Nintendo fans are showing up for this thing. <laughs> um, I am trying to think of a snub. I want to say Spider-Man 2 as well, and I think that's what I'm going to go for, although it's up in the air if that's going to make it. And I think I'm going to vote for Hogwarts Legacy. I am a fan of this game. If you catch uh, there was a gameplay showcase about this, about 25 minutes, um, and it's very nice. If you have an issue with recent J.K. Rowling things, the devs give you an option of being fully transgender if you'd like. So that, that's something that they can vote for with your wallet if you are against J.K. Rowling and her very crazy Twitter rants that she keeps going on. Or you can support the devs too. Up to you. But I am voting. Barbara's legacy. That's an epic way to... Not dunk. Dunk is the right, not the right word. But uh, I don't know. Get back. That seems wrong as well. Uh, just to like... They, the voice avoid... their support... It seems yeah. like they didn't want to make it that way. They were very professional about it. Uh, they showed, like, you can change your pitch. Um, you don't even choose your gender. You just say what dormitory you're going to go in. And that's what they're going to refer to you from there on. So there's a, bunch of cool, there's a bunch of cool stuff for that. If, if that helps you a little bit with the thing. And also remember, there's a lot of diffs behind this. So I care about sure. them a little bit, too. Moving on to our next category, which is the previous category. <laughs> a reminder, Dan. Yes. Best adaptation, <laughs> recognizing outstanding creative work that faithfully and authentically adapts a video game to another entertainment medium. We have Arcane League of Legends, mm. Cyberpunk Edge Runners, The Cuphead Show, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and Uncharted. <laughs> Daniel. Uh yeah. Um mm. this is a Difficult. I would probably say the Cuphead show, with the caveat that I haven't pl- I haven't seen Arcane or Cyberpunk uh, Edge Runners. I think that Bro. either Arcane or Cyberpunk Edge Runners is going to win this. I don't know which one though. Like that's a throw up in the air for me. But the Cuphead show, I actually turned that on with uh, my nieces and nephews, and that show is actually like it's really cool. Like how you know exact replica it is of the game like the art style and everything and like it's it's really good really good stuff alas you have to predict one so you got to pick one <sighs> okay that's <laughs> fair that's fair uh i'm gonna say i'm gonna say arcane real yes sir um i have seen all of the upset uncharted uncharted i still haven't brought myself to watch yet I've watched a couple of episodes. Of <laughs> I've seen a couple of episodes of Cuphead with my sister. It is really awesome, Dan. It's a it's a really cool show, yeah. and the animation is insane. Uh, Sonic, in my heart, you're my winner. But I I <laughs> when there's Cyberpunk Edge Runners and Arcane in 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 there as well, I can't with with confidence vote for Sonic too. So I'm gonna go with what Dan said as well. Arcane. I think Arcane is just fantastic. It's such a good show. It's and as many people have also said, it's just a good show, like not even video game show. It's just a really amazing show. Fantastic story, fantastic characters, insane art. Arcane, I'm going to go with Arcane. I love Cyberpunk Edge Runners, though, as well. That's a fantastic show as well. But speaking yeah. of Edge Runners, yes. If, and that's real, this won't happen. If all is right with the world, Edge Runners should win. Legit. I think I, I've seen Arcane. Yeah. I haven't seen the Cuphead show. I've seen Sonic and Uncharted. Edge Runners <laughs> should 1,000% win. It's so good. However, I, th- I think Arcane is going to get the win. Uh, I don't think enough people uh, 
voting have seen as runners. I think the like zeitgeist that Arcane had when it came out and for a month or two after um, resonated with a lot of people and like no doubt like they has the numbers. I think Arcane is going to get the win on here. Yeah. But damn, Cyberpunk was so good. It's really <laughs> fucking good, dude. I am going to say I am going to vote for Arcane, but I think Sonic the Hedgehog 2 will win. Oh, merely on votes. I'm not True. saying quality. Uh, trust me, I'm not saying quality. <laughs> I would much prefer hey. Arcane Cyberpunk to win, <laughs> but I think quantity might win here with Sonic the Hedgehog 2. It's, Can I get a secondary uh, confirmation? This is not also fans, right? I don't think uh, uh, the judge pool votes on this. I think this is fan as well, right? I think I think this is fans as well. I think the yeah, one that so. judges are voting on is the next one. I'm okay. almost positive Sonic the Hedgehog 2 will win, but I, I'm also leaning towards Arcane, but I, I'm going to say Sonic is going to win. Yeah, no, Sonic fans are crazy. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's possible that a lot of people are going to be like, Sonic, boom. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I completely forgot that this was fan voted. I still think Arcane might might win but yeah i'm pretty the sure that's the aspect is a is yeah i'm pretty sure that's the last thing though i think everything from here on is just okay. judges and then it's 90 percent judging 10 percent fan i think is how it works gotcha at, yes a thousand percent right however I, I would like some transparency in the 90 percent. like i don't know if that's uh, numbers based or if they do like the yeah. oscars where it's uh preferential based uh but yeah you're right it's not the 90 10 split is is correct yeah uh, let's move on to our next category, which is best debut indie for the best debut game created by a new independent studio. Uh, the nominees are Neon White, Norco, Stray, Tunic, and Vampire Survivors. Talk I'm going to say, so I... I'm going to caveat this with I've only played one game on this list, which is Tunic. Uh, so I would say Tunic just by default. However, uh, I think that Stray will win because the, there's been a lot of a lot of support for Stray. I feel like a lot of cat lovers out there. I don't know. I have arguments against this, but Ro, please. <laughs> okay. Dan, do you, do you have a, a snub for this category? Maybe another indie game that you Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good question, Ro. Uh, can I think of a good indie game off the top of my head here? Um, Maybe not. Probably okay. not. Yeah, DB yeah. will also be hard. Like, well, oh, it's the first game. Yeah. that's true. Yeah, we have to think debut title as well. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I got um, one. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Oh, for, for perhaps, yeah, yeah. Um. All right. So for me, I'm gonna pick vampire survivors as the choice i've heard people say that this should have been the game of year category this game yes. so i'm gonna say that it at least wins best debut indie since stray is in game of the year category it has its chance there as well but yeah i've heard great things about all of these though uh neon white especially so yeah uh vampire survivors where i'm gonna choose my snub however is signalis yes it's a fantastic game made by essentially two people there were other people involved with the music and programming and stuff but essentially two people made this game and it's a fantastic horror survival game uh christian will be able to tell you even more about it but i am not a horror person and i love this game so much i love the exploration the storytelling 
was fantastic. Um, there's there's another one as well, but maybe Christian will bring one up as well. Uh, but if he doesn't, then I'll I'll say it. Oh, go ahead, say it. Citizen Sleeper is the other one that was snubbed. I don't know if that's uh, a debut title. They've made that. other they made other games. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, never mind then. Yeah. Uh, I don't have to speak at all because Ro <laughs> took the words out of my mouth verbatim. Like, yeah, Vampire Survivors should get the win here. Deserve to be in Game of the Year, absolutely. And I think enough people will be voting that, like, yeah, this this should be the winner here. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention, I haven't seen the rest of the nominees. I've seen obviously Game of the Year because oh, Rose nice. shared that, but I have Sorry. like I, I, I this was fresh for me, so I'm it's, doing this. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I tried to stay away. Okay, good, nice. Got some fresh. So Elijah is, yeah, Elijah's next. Yeah. Yes, um, I am voting for Tunic. The snub would also probably... Go. I was trying to see if Death's Door... I couldn't remember. That came out last year, right? Yeah, I think that was last year. Yeah, that was last year. So uh, My snub would probably also be Signals. Um, but who I think will win? Oh, my God. I don't know. I, I probably would go... I think people are going to vote for Tunic. I think it's f- f- fresh... Uh. I think people are going to want Tunic to win just because of how nice it was. Although, I don't know. It was pretty difficult. Maybe a lot of people didn't play it. This is a hard one. I probably am going to also say Tunic will win. Mm-hmm. Tunic's a fantastic game. Please play it, by the way. Yeah. People really like that game. I know. I mean, I don't want to shout out Christian. Like, <laughs> I know you were a little bit uh, mixed on your reception. Oh, you didn't like it? Fuck. Yeah. I cannot, no. <laughs> Anyone who likes this game, <laughs> I can. I can't. No one likes this fucking game. I've heard people like it on on the on the whole Twitterverse, but yeah, yeah that's true. It yet, so. Random people I don't know like it. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, next category is content creator of the year. This is a little bit controversial on Twitter for a streamer or content creator who has made an important and positive impact on the community in 2022. I think there's enough leeway in the description there to to have one of these. And let's just give you the nominees: Carl Jacobs, Ludwig, hit that Luddy. Nibelian, Nobru, and QT Cinderella. Uh, I almost started talking. Dan, please go ahead. <laughs> okay, so I know who most of these people are. I'm going to say there is no way in hell that people should vote for anyone but Nibelian, in my opinion. And mm. that is because this man tirelessly went to work for us, the community, for so long and gave us the news, like all the stuff we needed all in one place. Like we used him so many times on this podcast. Like that man does amazing work. And not to say that any of these other people don't do amazing work as well, but like he gets the least amount of appreciation out of these five people. And I feel like this is a moment where we could say we appreciate you and, uh, you know, it's unfortunate that he has left, uh, you know, the community of Twitter now for us to get that news from him. So I would love to see Nebelian win. However, I think that Carl Jacobs may win because that <laughs> Mr. Beast audience is just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's my prediction. Um, as you're saying, Christian, and uh, sorry, Elijah, these these ones aren't. These are no more fan votes. This is all judges now, right? I believe so. This one might this be fan one. voted too, I think, isn't is it? it? I don't remember. I, I, this also I feel, might be fan voted. Because I feel like this is another one where it really matters who's voting for it. Because if, if it is fan vote, I, I can see Nebelian winning. And I, and I agree with Dan. I think Nebelian should win this one, uh, especially with him retiring, essentially. 
And yeah, I think it would be a great way to, to again, show the appreciation that we, we should have had when he was here, but uh, a cool send off for him as well, because out of, out of all the people here, he is the only one who did what he did. Everybody else here is doing not the same thing, but they're all producing this similar types of content, just chatting Carl Jacobs a little bit more so, but Nobelian was the only Nobelian, I, I think. Let's be clear, yeah. the rest of these people are making a ton of money, probably. A ton of money, yeah. And the reason that Nobelian <laughs> left was, yeah. yeah. And the reason Nobelian left was because his Patreon didn't take off in the way that he was expecting, and there's no way to monetize the Twitter posts. And yeah, so it was, it was a shame, uh, but surprised nobody hired him. <laughs> but yeah, I, my, my vote is for Nobelian in my heart, and I think that he's actually going to win it as well. I think that would be a really cool Game Awards moment wow. as well if, they, if he does win. Yeah, and for me, it's like I'm voting personally for Nobelian because, like, I feel his presence now that he's gone. <laughs> yeah. Like every every week when we're doing the news and stuff, like it's harder. I took him for granted. It it is harder. Like what he did for the community is pretty much like it feels like unprecedented. Like it, it, I I can't remember a time when he wasn't tweeting. To be honest, like he was doing it for so long and for free. I, like that is one thousand percent a service to the community. Like no matter how you define content. Um, yeah. that all that said, I think Dan is probably right. I think Carl Jacobs <laughs> does have does have the numbers, man. Like, I mean, there's a chance it could go Ludwig, but I think it's Carl Jacobs. I will say that the thing is so vague that anyone is a content creator if you're doing something. So I don't have a problem with Nibelian being nominated. I saw a couple people like, oh my god, I was like. Oh, are we ruining the sanctity of the game awards here? Let's relax, everybody. <laughs> so, you know, so I will quickly say I I almost think Nibelian winning would be like salt on the wound because the guy literally came out and was like, no one came to my Patreon, so I can't afford to work on this. And then now he's gone. We're like, oh, you know, here's the game award now. Okay, there, there you guys are. Like, like, where, were you like, where the fuck were you before? I don't know. That would feel, it feel a little bit like salt in the wound for me at least. But I would love for him to win just as a, hey, man. We do kind of miss you. Um, it does kind of suck that he could never do anything himself, as in, like, maybe do a podcast or some sort of thing so he could actually be a content creator versus, let's be honest, giving other people like us content <laughs> to to do, uh, like these very nice news aggregated source that you can go to. Um, so, But uh, I will say that I'm pretty sure Carl Jacobs is going to win this because I, I just think he's attached to the bigger name. Uh, and I'll be honest, I don't know any of these people uh, outside of Nibelian. Fair. Let's I'm move to, to our next category. Yeah. Let's move to our next category. Best multiplayer for outstanding online multiplayer gameplay and design, including co-op and massively multiplayer experiences, irrespective of game genre or platform. The nominees are Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Multiverses, Overwatch 2, Platoon 3, and TMNT Shredder's Revenge. This is a tough one for me, <laughs> a very tough one, because as I've talked about, I don't necessarily enjoy the quick pace multiplayer of Modern Warfare 2. Of course, I haven't played Warzone 2 that come that came out today, uh, which I may enjoy more. Um, so it's hard for me to, you know, factor that in without even having played that yet. <sighs> this is a really tough I don't I don't even know what I would pick to be honest. Uh Shredder's Revenge has such a negative stigma in my head, guys. Could you think of why that is? <laughs> no, I'm just I don't sure. know, Raph, why? 
<laughs> you son of a gun. Uh, honestly, like, I think it's tough, but I think I would say multiverses, and I know that's insane, but, like, that game it's is not. so much fun. Yeah, I, I think it's a really fun game. It's a really fun Smash clone that, you know, I feel like they're not getting enough credit for for how good that game is and, like, the amount of characters and support that that game's still getting. Uh, I haven't played it in a while, so uh, I guess that's I'm partially to blame for that. But, uh, yeah, multiverses. And then the one I think is going to win... Modern Warfare 2, I guess. I don't know. Modern Warfare 2. Oh, that's your prediction? Is Modern Warfare 2? Yeah. Gotcha. Bro. Um, I've only played Multiverses, Splatoon 2, and TMNT. I guess that's more than, more than enough, I guess. Overwatch 2, I, I'm, I'm surprised is on this list given how, how that launched and how the community itself reacted to it. Um, but again, it is Overwatch. Overwatch is a fun game, so if it's more of that, I guess it belongs in the category. And Call of Duty, never really jived with Call of Duty that much. Um, but I agree with Dan. I think Multiverses, when it launched, it was it was a, a really cool moment, and I think there's a community there that stuck around and is enjoying it still. Um, I voted for Splatoon 3 just because I really enjoy that game, and I think it's a fantastic multiplayer game. There's a lot of issues as, as well with the Nintendo Online never perfect unfortunately even though it should be um that's my vote not my prediction though i i think i think tmnt shredder's revenge will win though in the end gotcha yeah i think that'll that'll pull ahead i feel like there's a i don't know i think yeah i think the the critics will choose that one out of the the list that is here yeah because now we have to kind of be like all right well what are the critics because they kind of matter now more now so and uh this is why I don't, I don't think Call of Duty will win. Nor am I convinced it should, to be honest. Like, there's enough problems with Modern Warfare 2 that I, I'm not convinced it's the best multiplayer game that's come out this year. Um, so I go to the critics, right? Uh, and of that, like, I think Splatoon 3 is... Yeah, it's a Nintendo game, and it's got its issues, but it's still like kind of more of a niche game despite it selling so well. Like, I, you don't see a lot of critics necessarily playing it often or talking about it. Uh, I think, and, and yeah, Team NNT was great, but like most critics, I think, picked it up on Game Pass, played it for a little while, and then moved on to something else. But then it's between the two. Overwatch 2, which is Overwatch, it could win, but it does also have its issues, and like, is it worthy of being a sequel? But big question mark. You know what game didn't have people complaining about that actually had a lot of fun for like a whole month? <laughs> Multiverses. And I think like... I don't know. I, I feel like it might take it. So I'm predicting multiverse is the one. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. <clears throat> Elijah. Elijah sure. Oh, 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 he is. Oh, <laughs> oh, we lost. Him. He was just thinking. Elijah, I clear. <laughs> clear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I hear him. Is he there? We got to bring him okay, back to life. Him. Sorry about that. Uh, it just crashed. <laughs> Oh. So I'm mean, yeah, kind of slowly okay. coming back to life. Is it my turn? Yes, it, it is. Yes, it's your turn. Um, best multiplayer. I mean, I kind of echo what you were saying. Call of Duty has a lot of issues for me to be like, yeah, that wins. Um, but I'm gonna probably and I think not enough people pl- uh, played it like that are voting on it. The critics aren't playing COD. Yeah. 
So I'm going to say it's really to me between TMNT and Overwatch 2. And honestly, I think I think Overwatch 2 is probably going to get it. Even oh, though it's had a lot of pro- problems, I think monetization of the game, although egregious, is in line with all the other things. And I just think the game is still so good that people are still going to vote for it. But in my heart, I would like TMNT to win. <laughs> and I'm actually going to vote for it. Nice. Our next category is best sports slash racing. Still a funny category. Our nominees are F1 22, FIFA 23, NBA 2K 23, Gran Turismo 7, and Ollie Ollie World. Daniel. Well, this is the first category where I've played none of these games. So uh, <laughs> just shooting from the hip here, I'm just going to say... I'm just going to say Gran Turismo 7 because I'm just shooting from the hip here. I've got no idea. I have not played any of these. FIFA, obviously, is a game that comes out every year. 2K as well. I mean, a lot of these come out every year. But, uh, yeah. No one should vote for 2K this year. 2K. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, I'm gonna... It was, like, barely a basketball game. You had to do, like, side quests where you were skateboarding in, like, the overworld. <laughs> what? And it was awful. It was a whole meme, yeah. <laughs> what? So I'm going to say the winner here is Ollie Ollie World. This is a complete guess. Yeah. I'm not going to spend super a lot of time talking on it either because I didn't play anything here, but I, I've heard great things about Ollie Ollie World. So I'm going to vote for that one too. Um, and I, I think all the other ones are super generic stuff that we get all the time. Yeah. And Ollie Ollie World is actually a bit different, something that we don't see often. So I think the critics will flock to that one. Yep, I am also predicting Ollie Ollie. GT7 might, might might have a cup. Uh, might people did like GT7 a lot, but I think Ollie Ollie takes it. Sorry, Elijah, go ahead. No, no, no. I was asking what your vote was. Like, is that also your vote? I am also voting Ollie Ollie because gotcha, I, gotcha. I love Ollie Ollie. I haven't played any of this as well. Um, I only played Madden, but it's not on the list. So I would have said FIFA, but I heard. You know, again, critics. I don't think many critics are first playing FIFA, and the ones who are, they're just not gonna compete enough to probably outweighs either Gran Turismo and Ollie Ollie World. Um, and I think people are going to recognize Ollie Ollie World and just vote for that. So I'm gonna go with that as well. I'm eating a protein bar, so I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Our next category. Can you hear me? Fine. Yeah. 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 You're yeah. good. You're good. <laughs> Sounds like you're eating a protein bar, but yeah. <laughs> Is Best sim slash strategy game. Our nominees are Dune Spice Wars, which just released, Mario Plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope, Total War Warhammer 3, Two Point Campus, and Victoria 3. Daniel. Holy shit, I forgot about Dune Spice Wars. I was actually interested in that because it's an RTS. So I need to look into that. Anywho. Um Again, uh, another category. I've played none of these games. Um, I'm just going to say which one I think is going to win since I haven't played any of them. Uh, I'm going to say Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Uh, yeah, that's going to be my vote too. <laughs> another category that I'm usually into. I do like the XCOM games and Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope is the closest to that because it's... I, yeah, similar, very similar game style. Um, I think it's the one that reviewed the highest out of 
Sixties, I, th- I think. I checked a I think couple. Warhammer of three, didn't, didn't it? Just Warhammer three. Okay. I, I saw a nine out of ten from IGN, and I and I looked at Victoria three, and I got a lower score, and that's where I stopped <laughs> looking or researching. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope takes it as well. I'm going to have to agree, and that's maybe because I'm very knowledgeable about everything else in this category. No, and like I think the critics. Name recognition alone and quality is that Mario Plus Rabbits is a great game. So I think you're on to something there. That's also my prediction to win is Mario Plus Rabbits. Uh, agreed. I think more people are going to know the name Mario and are just going to vote for that, and critics included, and not enough people are going to have played the, the rest of this. So Mario. Our next category is hard, to be honest. Best family game for the best game appropriate for family play, irrespective of genre or platform. We have Kirby in the Forgotten Land, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope, Nintendo Switch Sports should not win, and Splatoon 3. Yeah. Uh, a third trait category of me playing none of these games. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to say the winner will be... Hmm, this is actually tough. I'm going to say Splatoon 3. Um, Rose talked very highly of Splatoon 3. I'm just gonna ride his wave, <laughs> ride his wave. Hell yeah. Um, I've played two out of f- two of the five games in here. Um, Splatoon 3 is a fantastic video game, it has issues, but it's a fantastic video game. I think Kirby and the Forgotten Land is going to win. I think it should win. I don't think it's in enough categories, honestly. It's a, it's a great game, and I think it took Kirby to the next level. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed Kirby. We're saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I hope it wins at least here, and I think it, it will win here. Yeah. If I'm being honest, I think LEGO Star Wars deserves the win in this category. Oh, I think cool. as a family game and in terms of quality and, and quantity, what the game offers, all of these games are un... They can't match what Skywalker Saga brought. Is it going to win? I don't know if enough people played it from the critics' pool um to actually win it i think kirby might have the the up on lego star wars in this case however i have to play the game of like is kirby nominated in a in another thing uh later on in the thing um screw it. i'm gonna go lego scar uh lego <laughs> star wars just because just to be different oh yeah um i will also be going with both my vote and prediction going to lego star wars um, very popular, sold incredibly well, and I think people are going to it like I do. Think family play and be like, oh, play with family, and they're like, I'm like, well, you can't really play a lot of these with your family, you know. So, you're just gonna mm-hmm. go Lego Star Wars. Perfect. Our next category is best fighting game for best game design, primarily around head-to-head <laughs> combat. Which there's gonna be a conversation here, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, DNF Duel, <laughs> JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, All Star Battle R. King of Fighters 15, Multiverses, and Sifu. I am not convinced Sifu should be in this category. What is Sifu doing here? What is Sifu doing? What are we doing? This, we all know what a fighting game is. Sifu is not a fighting game. And, yeah, uh, I'm I, done talking. <laughs> what, is, what are we doing? It yeah, says head-to-head combat. Head-to-head content. Combat, sorry. So are we saying the NPCs? What are we doing? 
I mean, that's how Jeff Keighley, I'm sure, is, uh, or I guess the juries who nominated the game must have seen it, is you're fighting people, which is head-to-head combat, but I... Hmm. Hmm. I think, I think, oh, I'm sorry, I almost spoke. No, no, you can speak, I'm sorry. <laughs> I almost said my prediction is what I... Oh, what okay, I okay, gotcha. Oh. Um, I was I was just gonna comment that he infected Google as well because I searched up fighting games 2022 and Sifu came up in the. the oh my the, god! The, <laughs> I was wow. like, "What are you guys doing? Is that what people did? By the way, and they just did that, and we're like, oh, perhaps Sifu. Yeah, mm. I was trying to see what else could have gone there because I think they just ran out of games, honestly. <laughs> so they just, like, I'll say I Sifu. agree. I agree. Yeah. Wow. Sorry, Dan. What what, no, were, what is your prediction? I my prediction is going to match what I think is going to win in. Yeah, I don't know what those other three games are. I apologize, but uh, I'm going to say Multiverses takes the dub here. Uh, great game. Great fighter. Let's do it. I agree. I don't even know if these other... like I'm not super involved in this fighting game community, but DNF Duel, from what I've heard, isn't that great. It's, it's a good video game, but I haven't heard like, oh, this is fantastic. This is the best fighting game in years. It's like very eh. And I, I just saw people complaining about it, honestly. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is very anime. <laughs> and The King of Fighters uh, 15? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, might win I, it. Might win it. I think it might win it. I think a lot of people enjoyed that out of the games that are here. I, I do think Multiverse is going to win, though. But King of Fighters is like the one right behind it. And Sifu, as we said, what the heck is that doing in there? <laughs> um, but yeah, because that is an actual fighting game. The King of Fighters one and it's and multiverses smash rip off people sometimes don't even say smash is a, is a fighting game which is crazy to me yeah but yeah i think kind fighters has a has a strong chance to win but i'm I'm gonna predict multiverses because i think it just appeals gotcha. to a wider audience uh i think you guys are both onto something with multiverses appeal um but i think multiverses might get the edge over in other categories and for like a fighting purist, I think it probably multiverse is a bit too reductive of, of Smash. Like, I think quality wise, I think it should be going to King of Fighters, which is critically lauded as like a great fighting game this year. And it, I, I think it might get the win. Agreed. I um picking and also saying King of Fighters for uh, 15 will win. How do you say that publisher name? Play on. Gosh. Play on. Fly on SNK owned by uh, Saudi Arabia. Oh shit. Yep. The prince. Speaking uh... of oh shit. <laughs> Our best role playing category for the best game designed with rich player character customization and progression, including massively multiplayer experiences. Our nominees are Elden Ring, Live a Live. Pokemon Legends, I think it's pronounced Arceus. Yeah. Even though my, my head wants to say Arceus always. Uh, sorry. Close Moving enough. on. Yeah. Triangle Strategy and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Uh, I've, again, not played any of these. Am I even a gamer anymore? I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Are you doing, uh, Dan? What are you doing? <laughs> I'm going to combine my personal and what I think is going to win and just, you know, channel my inner Christian and say Elden Ring. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I, I 
<laughs> I I'm surprised Pokemon made it, but I loved Pokemon. It's, it's so good. I had such a good time with that. The thing that doesn't belong. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I loved it, but I I don't know if it belongs among among these other titles. But um, I I think I'm gonna go with Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Actually, yes. I think people love that game. The way that people are talking about that ending, making them cry tears. Yeah. It's just like yeah, that game was truly special to a lot of fans. So I'm gonna pick that one. And I am 100% with you. I think Elden Ring will get the nod in other categories. And I think Xenoblade will not win Game of the Year. And I think you got to get it somewhere. And I think this might be the category <laughs> to give it to Xenoblade. So I'm, I'm with you. Predicting Xenoblade will win. I am of two minds. The only ones that are really in contention is Elden Ring and Xenoblade. I think Elden Ring is going to win just by sheer votes. Just more people played it. And... Hmm. Uh, there are the amount of people that said this is a game in a generation, whether you agree with it or not, just the amount of people are saying that is going to color the thought process in a lot of people. And I think it's going to be able I think Elder Ring is going to sweep in almost every category. Just by its sheer popularity. You could be right. You could be right. Moving on. Best action adventure game for the best action adventure. I'm sorry, I just... <laughs> Or reading the description, it's the same thing I just said. Combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving. Our nominees are A Plague Tale Requiem, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Tunic. I would say from... So finally, a category I've played three of the five. Uh, I would say just from my experience thus far, I would say God of War Ragnarok is my personal pick and also the pick that I think is going to win. Um, it seems to be the most complete game I've played. I still have yet to beat Horizon Forbidden West, and there's a reason for that because I just got burnt out on the dialogue in that game. Um, but My heart. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Elijah. Um, my aspirin. But yes, uh, God of War. Yep, yep, yep. I agree. I think God of War is going to win it as well. I think this game is going to sweep, honestly, in, in a lot of categories that it's in. Um, that's my vote. That's I, I still haven't even played this game. Just I'm just going off of word of mouth. I still have to pick it up. I've been so busy with Sonic. Um, Horizon. I, I see a lot of games coming out next year in February. And I'm starting to think that's not a good idea. Because <laughs> I feel like there's recency bias with these things as well. And February being the new fall is like people are going to forget about your games when it comes down to the end of the year, unless you're making like a huge statement. But like, I don't know. I feel like Horizon no. Forbidden West is a fantastic. No, it's not. It's not going to win because it doesn't deserve to win. It, like in this competition, I'm sorry. I, I, I love Horizon. I give it a nine out of ten. But I think there is enough criticism against it. Like I've never played a more mid nine out of ten than any of the Horizon games. Is it a nine out of it's a nine out of ten, though? And, yet, it it feel, and yet, when you're done with it, it's like, that game's kind of mid now that I think about it. Mm. Like, there is a lot. Is Elijah frozen again? Yes, <laughs> he, he's on his way back. He just I thought he was me. mugging me, dude. I was like, man, this guy is not <laughs> chatting with say, me. Talk about Horizon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I, I, I still stand by, even, even though Horizon may not be deserving, I still stand by, like, February, people will forget about your game when it's game of the year sure. talk time. Um, but yeah, maybe Horizon isn't the, the best example for my, my argument, but yeah. They'll forget about your game if it's not AAA. If it's AAA, they, they will right. put it in there. 
Right. Like Horizon. It's here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I am also predicting Ragnarok to win. Yeah. And I think in this category it should win. Yeah. There's two things that are for certain. One, I have angered some sort of god. <laughs> and two, God of War Ragnarok is winning in this category. Oh wow. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um it's another one I, I was actually having a conversation with um Emmett Watkins Jr. And this this God of War Ragnarok and Eldering sweep in this year. I yes. hate when that happens because I am one of those people that's like, you know, let's let, you know, let's spread the love, but you know, it's it's just gonna happen. It's nothing you can stop from that happening. Um, a third thing I want to add, um, Stray, fine game. What's it doing here? They're, they're, we can, uh, I, there's uh, what, what can I think of that should be here instead of that? Oh, I could think of one. Oh, please. Wait, no, nope. never mind. Infinite Sorry. is not an action adventure game. Sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> I was confusing it because they have weird categories this year. Like there's no shooter category this year. True. Uh, I don't have, uh, Cult of the Lamb should have been here instead of stray i'll say it i'll say it but god war ragnarok will win and it's also my vote perfect then let's move on that's the only one we all agreed on the same thing (laughs) let's move on to our next category which is best action game focused primarily on combat we have bayonetta 3 call of duty modern warfare 2 (laughs) neon (laughs) white sifu and TMNNT Shredder's Revenge. Which these games could not be more different than one another. Like these, <laughs> yeah. why are these, I, the categories seem a little wonky this year, but um, yeah, there's no shooter category as we referred to before. So Modern Warfare 2 is the only shooter here. So that's interesting. Um, what do I want to win here? Probably... I'm going to say Modern Warfare 2 because I really enjoyed that campaign and the multiplayer, uh, you know, like I said, I still may enjoy the Warzone stuff. And it's not that I hate the multiplayer. It's just I don't love the quick time to kill. Um, But yeah, I'm going to say Modern Warfare 2 is my personal pick. Which one do I think is going to win? Man, I don't I'm not familiar enough with Neon White to know how popular that is, but I'm going to go with what is it? Very, very. Yeah, it is. It's pretty popular. What now? I will say popular in the terms of like indie, like you know, like within the circles of people talking about obscure, yeah, relatively obscure games. But it's still popular. All right, I'm gonna go with Neon White. <laughs> cool. There we go. We swayed him. We swayed me. Got him. Um. Yeah, I was. I was honestly thinking Neon White too. I think I'm gonna gonna predict Bayonetta three though. I oh. think. The combat in that game, well, again, I haven't beat it yet. I st- I'm still going through Bayonetta 2. I kind of lost steam a little bit when the controversy hit, and I just didn't get back to it. But I am going back to it because that game is awesome. But I've heard great things about Bayonetta 3, and combat is one of them. The ending apparently wasn't super great, but the, the complaints about the game aren't the action. I think the action is stands very... Uh, on itself. Oh, Christian. Christian, hello. I have a counterpoint that I think Uh-oh. enough people had criticisms with the other character you played as, as well as oh, no. the mechanics for the boss fights, how you fought them. Um, for it being like, yeah, even though like the combat, like the actual combat of Bayonetta is good, there's enough criticisms with those two things that like, is it the best game out out of these five? Like it it mm. might not get the draw. Might not be. Okay. 
Hmm. Okay. Um. Well, Sifu's here. <laughs> and I, I think it belongs in this category. Um. I'm going to go... I'm going to stick with Bayonetta still. I think nice. you make make a good point, but I'll just stick with my 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 prediction. But yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good point too. Yeah, I forgot about the other character that isn't Bayonetta that doesn't play like Bayonetta at all. Yeah, that's a good point. I would want Neon White to win, but there are a couple other categories that I think it should have been nominated in that I got snubbed because I did see I think two. I think a, we'll get to those in, in just a, a bit. Um, but I think Sifu not getting the win in best fighting game, which I don't, I can't see that happening. I think it'll get it here and I don't see it getting it anywhere else. So I think Sifu gets the, the win here and it honestly might be my pick as well. I am struggling to decide my pick. Um, it would be between Call of Duty and Sifu. And I don't know. Call of Duty was very Fun and if we're talking uh, quickly action based, there's some moments in Call of Duty. I was like, "This is awesome!" <laughs> like, sure. There's some cool moments. So I I'm going to be, uh, vote Call of Duty, but I do think Sifu's going to win. This. A lot of people love that game, and there's people that still talk about it. Specific levels, specific moments. I played it too. I liked it. I just didn't like it as much as other people did. Ready. That puts us at our next category, which is best VR slash AR in virtual games in virtual or augmented reality. We have the nominees After the Fall, Among Us VR, Sussy, Bone Lab. Oh, look, it's got nominations here, but apparently not enough <laughs> people played it, though. Not enough reviews for it, though. Uh, that is sorry. strange. Ma I didn't even think about that. <laughs> That's a good point, Christian. <laughs> Moss Book 2 and Red Matter 2. I'm gonna say the one that we need to play, Christian, Among Us VR, because I've seen a lot of positive uh, stuff around surrounding it. Uh, I think the biggest issue is the lack of content um, that the current uh, version of Among Us has. But uh, I've heard a lot of good things about the VR stuff, so I'm gonna say Among Us VR as my personal pick and the one I'm gonna choose to win that I think might win. I don't know. I am going to pick Bone Lab, and I have no reason for it really. <laughs> I, I watched I, I watched Christian play it on on Switch once. Oh, that was Bone Works. Works. Bone Works. Oh, that was a different game. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm still gonna pick Bone Lab though because I, I don't have a name. Yeah, it's a similar name, you know. Um, same developer. Yeah. Same developer. Okay, that I'm gonna a... go with Bone Lab. Plus, it's on Christian's list, so it must be good. That was a different one of Christian's bones. Oh, oh I'll, sh I'll show you any bone you want, Daniel. Oh, Just you wait. Nice. My goodness. Yeah, uh, I, 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 have, I'm, I don't have a VR headset, so I don't know. <laughs> There's probably enough conversation to be had about Moss Book 2 um, as like the best one, probably, because also, Book 1 was like so beloved. Um, but I think in terms of numbers and name recognition, I think Among Us VR like we'll probably get the draw and like just the clips alone of it like has captured a little bit of that zeitgeist again already and that game just launched so i think among us vr will get the win here as well there's a snub there's a snub i almost mm. forgot about uh resident evil 4 vr should oh, be on yes 
Yeah, yeah. I heard a lot about that. I, that is surprising. I'm glad you brought that up. I am not a VR guy, so I'm actually not going to personally vote for this. Um, but I will. Th- I am positive Among Us VR is winning this, though. Oh. Based on name and just sheer amount of people voting for it. I don't think enough of uh, the, uh, any of the other games are just as popular as it. I think Moss Book 2 comes close, but if I remember correctly, people were slightly disappointed as it didn't quite live up to the first one is, is what I remember about the general discourse of the game, but I have not played any of these. Sure. Let's move on to innovation and accessibility, recognizing software and or hardware that is pushing the medium forward by adding features, tech, and content to help games be played and enjoyed by an even wider audience. Our noms are As Dusk Falls, God of War Ragnarok, Return to Monkey Island, The Last of Us Part 1, and The Quarry. Uh, yeah, God of War Ragnarok and Last of Us Part 1 have fantastic leading edge accessibility features. Uh, and I feel like a lot of games need to follow in their footsteps. Uh, I think Microsoft has done a great job with their uh, first party games as well. Um, so yes, I would say God, I would say God of War Ragnarok uh, just from the sheer amount of features that I've seen people um, discussing online. And even one of the features we talked about last week on last week's show uh, in regards to the boss battles, I think that's a great accessibility mm-hmm. feature that um, gets overlooked as well. So. Uh, I'm going to go with The Last of Us Part 1 for my choice. I just, I'm just going off of Last of Us Part 2's amazing accessibility, so I can only imagine that they improved upon that with Part 1 as well, just adding even more options. I'm, I'm, like, I've seen people saying like, this is their first time being able to actually play the game because of the accessibility options that were provided mm-hmm. with Naughty Dog's update. Um, the Quarry is actually a cool one, too, because there's like a... a I think there was a mode that allows the game to just play the game for you. You could just enjoy it like a movie. movie which I never, yeah, I was like, that's yeah. really, that's really cool. At first, I asked myself, why is it here? And I was like, oh, it has, a, it literally has a mode where you don't, you know, like, it just don't plays play it. Yeah, that's. I think that's really cool. And I'm sure there's other uh, accessibility options that made it come in this category, get nominated. But uh, I think I'm going to go with The Last of Us Part One for mm. this one. Yeah, Tlu Part Two was a pioneer for a lot of um, accessibility features. That kind of paved the way from like more in terms of like Sony first party games to like yeah we need to step up our game God we're Ragnarok case in point but I think part one like doubling down on that and like going above and beyond what they did for part two like should be commended um one of the like chief among them was the audio description um both in like in game and as well as like cutscenes where you had someone who was like giving you audio descriptions of how they're saying their lines and what they are saying, which I think is like similar to leaving like Forza, where they had like the interpreter on screen. Like it's that level of like the barriers are really coming down. And I think of these like Tlu Part One is is super strong, and it's it's what I'm predicting to win. Yes, I agree. I think Last of Us Part One is a shoe in for win, and it's also what I'm voting for. They led this, I think, initiative almost. Um, or at least it seems that way, Naughty Dog specifically, with look at what we've done. We have tried to make this as accessible as possible. We have things for colorblind. We have things for uh, blind assistance with playing different sounds. We have um, an entire mode where you can, like, um, if you're, like, 
I th- I forget what the name is, but a specific type of blind. Like you could turn the mode on and your everything's gray and there's like specific things highlighted mm. that you can interact with that's much easier to see. It's just and it's it's vast. God of War also is vast, but I think Last of Us Part One still kind of edges out with just how intricate it was. Yeah, absolutely. Moving on. Best community support sponsored by Discord. If this has this here, I have to say it because this is a sponsored category. <laughs> we have Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. Um, I'm going to say my personal pick uh, is going to be Destiny 2 because uh had a ton of fun with Witch Queen. Bro, of course, joined me as well, and we co-opted up, so... Uh, Bungie, I think, does a fantastic job supporting that game um, in that community. Um, however, I think that Fortnite is just a massive name that I feel like everyone's going to just vote for. Wait a minute. This isn't people-driven. Hang on. Let me think about this a second. <laughs> oh, man, because Final Fantasy XIV is, like, very popular. I'm going to say and Final it- Fantasy XIV. It won last year as well, so that yeah. might push you one way or the other, whether it be to vote for it or not to vote for it. But yeah, yeah. I think and it won I'm last year. Too. Final Fantasy to win as well. Like, yeah, yeah it, it's going to win. I, I'm, I have the same sentiment for Bungie as as Dan has. I, I, I think they're as the the description says, transparency and responsive responsiveness. Uh, game updates patches they're they're all about that weekly they have a freaking this week a bungee where they just talk to the community about what's up and i think they are very transparent um apparently they they couldn't be that transparent this year because of all the horrible stuff that was happening to them with all the the threats on their lives that they had to cut it back a bit but despite that they still were very communicative with uh, their community and they always have been uh, no Man's Sky, I think, deserves a little bit of credit for how they've been able to turn the game around, and they just keep up putting out free updates. I, and I don't know how they can keep doing this, but they keep putting out free updates for the community, and they're gobbling it up every single time. Um, but Final Fantasy, <laughs> people really love that game, and it's still going on. How many years has it been now? I, it's like it's insane that that game's still uh, as popular as it is. Twenty fourteen. Yeah. yeah. Well, it wasn't for a little while, but it's yeah. it's, a, it's exactly it like No Man's Sky. It's like it launched terribly, it. and and then they they change it around. So I think I'm gonna vote for Final Fantasy fourteen too, despite me believing Bungie should win and No Man's Sky really doing awesome stuff. But the power of Final Fantasy is is strong. <laughs> yep, that's also my predicted winner. So yeah, I just leaves Elijah. It is telling that Overwatch two is not on here. Yeah. Um, as, <laughs> yeah. as, as very bad community support, I say that as I was playing Overwatch 2, and I remembered, I was reminded how nice Bungie is at their community support, as you know where to go if you have a question or if there is some patch that you want to read about. It's just, it, Overwatch 2 just isn't on the list. I just want to bring that up as very telling. They should maybe fix that. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to echo what everyone else said Destiny is a great community support. They usually don't win, um, honestly, because generally it's at a bad time for Destiny 2 itself because this is actually kind of when it lulls a bit. Uh, this kind of happens. Expansion comes out. It's hype for the first two seasons. Third season, eh, you know, starts. Okay, all right. And then the expansion comes up and you're back in the high again. It, so I, I do not think it'll win. 
The other three games are great community sports. Mm. Uh, I used to be super into Apex Legends. They had great support. Fortnite, I, as I recall, has toned a little bit back on their community support, but they might be in a better place now. I don't know. No Man's Sky is one of the best comeback stories probably that we have in this industry. Uh, but Final Fantasy XIV is just a... Actually, could be Cyberpunk. Could be... No. Still doesn't work. Anyway. Great. <laughs> Destiny 2 is my vote, but Final Fantasy XIV, I think, will win. Resounding Final Fantasy for this category. Moving on. Best mobile game for the best game playable on mobile device. Ooh. Apex Legends Mobile, Diablo Immortal, Genshin Impact, Marvel Snap, and Tower of Fantasy. Deadass. <laughs> I think... Yeah, that is a very interesting picture they chose. <laughs> uh... <laughs> uh, for me, it's between Marvel Snap and Diablo Immortal. Played both of them and liked both of them very much. Uh, I'm going to give the edge here, though, to Marvel Snap uh, in terms of both my personal pick and what I think is going to win. I think they did a fantastic job. It's a really great card game. And even bigger than that, it doesn't push microtransactions on you 24-7 and make you feel like you have to purchase things like Diablo Immortal seemingly does. Uh, so Marvel Snap, absolutely fantastic. Yep, I'm picking Marvel Snap for the exact same reason. <laughs> I heard that Marvel Snap respects your time and doesn't ask for ask for money, at least not very often. Yeah. And Diablo kind of does the opposite. I've heard it's a great game, but it's asking for a lot of a lot from the players. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, Marvel and, Snap is what I'm gonna pick. And it's also the recency bias. Like people are yeah, still playing that game. It just came out. Like people are are on it, and it's lauded as well. So I think you're right. I think it will get the win. Marvel Snap is my predicted winner. Recency bias is exactly what I was going to say. Very recent. I think people, this will still be fresh on the mind. Um, it, without that in the factor, I actually think it would be between Diablo Mortar or Genshin Impact because those things are yes. ginormous. Just ginormous games. But again, critic-based, I'm thinking Marvel Snap. This puts us at our final 10 categories. Best indie game for outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game made outside the traditional publisher system. Listen. Dozens of snubs here. But this is an awful sad. best indie list. I mean, Seafood Neon White, sure, you guys can stay. Maybe Cult of the Lamb, too, but like Tunic and Stray, I'm sorry. Uh, we Why should have had the only one that likes Tunic. Why? <laughs> I must suck. I think I suck. Stray, Where is... I'm right there with you. What? What is. Again, I love Stray. Wasn't that good? It was good. It just not for this, though. Where is uh, Rollerdrome? Where is Signalis? Where is Citizen Sleeper? Where is Immortality? Immortality, where are you? My God, we haven't seen you yet. What is happening? No one played Immortality? Insane. Yeah, we did. We did. Uh, if, I don't know if I did say so the nominees already, but Colts of the Lamb, <laughs> Neon White, Sifu, Stray, and Tunic. Shame. I'm sorry. I'm part of the problem, guys, because I only played one of these games. <laughs> oh, uh, my God. Which one was it? If you say Stray, I'm a fucking... No, Tunic screen. Tunic, yeah. Uh, okay, oh, thank God. Um, so I'm going to say Tunic is my personal pick just because that's the only one I've played, but I'm going to choose Cult of the Lamb as the winner. I'm going to go with the Neon White for this one. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be my pick. And I echo what Christian said. I can't believe 
that super citizen citizen sleeper i mean isn't here god let's, let's, be, let's, yeah, be, let's yeah. be honest that's why i guess i guess so. that is god. why no one wants to read <laughs> it's annoying as fuck shame shame sorry what was your predicted winner was it neon white bro? Yeah, yeah yeah neon white i think my personal vote is going towards sifu but i think i think there was enough critical engagement with cult of the lamb um like it could get the win and it's more again recency bias does play a a bit and that is the most recent out of all of these uh even even more so on why like cult the lamb could win uh come back to me i'm still deciding okay <laughs> not locked in yet. uh i i actually am with you it's very hard for me to to kind of get in the mind space of who are the critics gonna vote for I am leaning between Cold of the Lamb and Tunic, but Neon White was so popular too. But it really was kind of quick, I feel like. No, pun not intended, but... I, I My personal vote would have went to Cold of the Lamb, but the last hours of that game fall apart, technically. It, it pretty much stops working. Um, damn near. So I think I'm going to vote for Tunic here. I think Cold mm. of the Lamb is going to win, though. And I opted just to to go for my what I'm voting for, which is Seafood. Okay. I, I honestly, I think any anyone can win. I don't think this yeah. is a clear winner at all. Which maybe is the mark of a good category, but I, yeah. I still think a lot of them are snubbed. I, I, why straight here? Immortality. Why did no one play you? They don't have <laughs> taste. That's why. I don't know. Moving on, our next category is Best Ongoing game our nominees are apex legends destiny 2 final fantasy 14 fortnite and genshin impact yeah deja vu anyone <laughs> it's the same right? exact five games yep that's true however deja vu from two years ago row when i said best ongoing game row that is freaking snubbed master chief collection still <laughs> oh. getting updates still getting support mod supports being added it's Halo 4 just got mod support added. Why are we not giving them credit for Master Chief Collection? Anyways. If it hasn't happened yet, it'll never happen. It will happen. never. You're right. Sorry. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Uh, I'm going to, once again, personal pick. Again, we'll go to Destiny 2 for the same reasons as before. I feel like this is a very similar category. Uh, and again, I think Final Fantasy is going to win. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to pick Final Fantasy as well, just like I did. For the last ongoing game category. Uh, yeah. This one. I'm predicting Final Fantasy as well. <laughs> and I think it probably maybe deserves it. But anyway. Yeah. I think it does deserve it. The amount of people I hear talking about this game is astonishing. Uh, again, predicting Final Fantasy, voting Destiny. And also, I think whoever wins the other one is also winning. Like, there's no way, like, one game each wins. Like, whoever wins each category is winning both. Yeah. You're probably right. Yeah. Moving on to our Games for Impact Yay. for a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message. Otherwise known as the ISO-Christian category. <laughs> I mean, yes, but it also feels like a little bit of pandering where, like, why aren't these games also, like, put into other categories? Like, why are we, like, yes. shifting them to the side in only this category? But No, I agree. It does kind of feel that way. It feels like, oh, this was very pro-social. I'll, I'll put it here. Giving anyways. giving best foreign movie vibes. Anyways, I liked playing yeah. a cat. <laughs> yeah. I want to go this. Yeah. Our nominees are a memoir blue, as dusk falls, citizen sleeper, a endling 
Extinction is Forever, Hindsight, and I Was a Teenage Exocolonist. I'm so sorry, guys. I've played none of these. Uh, For shame. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Is it though? Okay, but... I would say no. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's, it's not. <laughs> You know what, guys? We've gone so long that my camera froze, so that's okay. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I still see you. I'm going to go Citizen Sleeper. So. Yes, sir. Wise. Um, I'm also going to go Citizen Sleeper because I think it should have been Ooh. in two categories before this one, but one of them was one that it wasn't applicable for. Um, but it definitely should have been in Best Indie, I think. But we got to yes. read, bro. I know. I don't like reading either. I like going to IG <laughs> and scrolling to the number. <laughs> Video and that number. Arts. And that number was very high for a very good reason. God, it's so good. Such a good game. And from this list, I'm adding a bunch of games to my wish list because, like Dan, I, I actually haven't played all of these games yet. I'm adding a Memoir Blue. I'm adding Hindsight because yes. these games are Same. definitely always my type of game that I want to play. So. I'm excited to give these games a shot because I, I I hadn't heard about them honestly. Endling was on my list though. I wanted to play that one. I haven't got around Cid to it. Citizen Sleeper is my personal pick, but I I think critic wise, I think enough of them played a Memoir Blue, and it also was like again critically lauded as as like a fantastic game. It has great scores, um, and I think more people even talked about a Memoir Blue over the course yeah. of the year than even people mentioned Citizen Sleeper at all. So I think a Memoir Blue is going to get the win here. I'm right behind Christian. And Memoir Blue was talked about endlessly. Synthesis and Sleeper had its time, but it was very quick. I think people are just going to remember Memoir Blue more than they will Citizen Sleeper, which is unfortunate. Very quick. Why is As Dusk Falls on here? I only played the beginning. What was... Is that... What I is didn't it? play As Dusk Falls. Oh, okay. I was like, what is this doing here? I remember starting it. It was like... It was like cops and thing. I, I barely remember the game, but I'm like, was that... that it just seems out of place, let's say. Um, but I'm with uh, Roar, though. I want to play Hindsight. I want to try out Endling. And I don't remember if I... I don't think I played... I was a teenage exocon. I'm going to double-check. can't remember. Perfect. All right. Moving on. We have our best performance awarded to an individual for voice over acting, motion, and or performance Ooh. capture. Uh, cool category. We have yeah. Ashley Birch for Horizon. Charlotte Mc, uh, McBurney for A Plague Tale. Christopher Judge for God of War Ragnarok. Uh, Man Engage for Immortality. Yo! And Sony Soljic for God of War. I gotta say, uh, this is gonna be my only snub that I say for Halo Infinite because <laughs> oh <my> I, God. <laughs> I still think it's outrageous that it didn't get a single nomination for anything. However, Jen Taylor in Halo Infinite fantastic she free, she literally plays two different characters which i'm not gonna have this whole conversation about that but uh she's fantastic like i freaking love jen taylor absolutely amazing performance and i'm sorry well no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna shame anyone on this list i was gonna say one person that i'm like i don't yeah, if never acting mind. is two different people impresses you yeah, yeah, boy, should I show you immortality? <laughs> yes, sure. Okay, all right. Yes, uh, but my choice is probably going to be I don't know immortality, so I can't really choose that. I'm gonna choose Christopher Judge, God of War Ragnarok, as Kratos, and that is my personal pick as well as 
what I'm going to just guess as the winner. I love Christopher Judge. Loved him for a long time. Sargate SG1 fan right here. Absolutely legendary. Oh, love yeah. you. Looks so cute in this picture, man. <laughs> what a guy. He looks so cuddly, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> looks like he's uh, about to tell you about his after-school special. <laughs> uh, my choice is going to be Man Engage from Im- Immortality. Yep. She did a fantastic job. Ooh. Absolutely insane acting. I choose her. She deserved it. Yeah, bro. You're I so think... Cool. I think this... I mean, no shade to any of these uh, other performances. I think what Man Engage did with uh, her role in Immortality is like by far head and shoulders above the rest and and should get the win. I think it probably will get the win. Uh, She was incredible. So yeah, Man Engage. I will say this first. This is an incredible list of actors. Ashley Birch, phenomenal acting. Plague Tale Requiem, uh, Charlotte uh, McBurney, phenomenal acting. Christopher Judge, Jesus. I mean, God, like, you know it's not a real character in front of you, but the way he plays him, it's in, it's, it's, it evolves the way we see characters in video games, the way he's acting. You can almost see it in the character, like the, the, the human emotions that are just coming off of this guy without him saying a word. Is the, what is the most impressive thing about it? And then we're gonna go to to Sunny here, God of War Ragnarok, of course. Atreus, another great actor. Not as great, I'll say, in 2018, maybe. I don't know. I'm still on the fence. He was great either way, though. But immortality. She had to do everything. She was on camera. You had to see her. She had to act both in character and out in many different ways. I won't spoil what that means. Immortality. And I think Christopher Judge will win. Oh, you got me there for a second. Okay. <laughs> I think Christopher Judge will win, but I'm voting Immortality because that game is another level. Our next category is Best Audio Design, recognizing the best in-game audio and sound design. Our nominees are Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Grand Turismo 7, and Horizon Forbidden West. I'm going to say personal pick is going to be Modern Warfare 2, and that's, you know, keeping in mind I haven't played much of Ragnarok yet, so, I, you know, there's still a lot there left. Uh, but, like, the sounds in Modern Warfare 2, very punchy, very... I really like the sound. It is very loud. Turn your volume down if you're going to play this game. But uh, <laughs> um, I'm going to say the winner is going to be ragnarok though because like you said you guys said earlier i think that uh, that game's gonna run away with a lot of awards including this category i don't know i like i said i've only played two hours so i don't know you know i don't know yes for me i i'm going with uh horizon forbidden West. i hope you're right uh, i i think it deserves it like with all the the crazy mechanical sounds that the dinosaurs make <laughs> um like the bow and arrow the the environments like the steps that she takes in like the snow and the water i think it's it's really great sound design in that game speak what you will about the story and the actual gameplay but i think like sound design is really good in that game and granted i have not played elden ring god of war 2018 sound design was fantastic the Viathan axe all that awesome stuff amazing I haven't played ragnarok though 
I'm never going to play Gran Turismo 7, and I've never been a Call of Duty guy, but I know people have been talking about the guns in that game being really cool. But yeah, Forbidden West is my choice. I think it wins, too. Thank you. Um, my personal pick might be Call of Duty, to be honest, because I think that sound design is phenomenal. And I'm not even talking about just the guns. I'm talking about, like, the way uh, audio reverberates, um, not just with your guns, but, like, the, the kill streaks that are in the air and stuff. Like, that That sound design is freaking incredible. And then playing through the story as well, like, in the different environments, like, it sounds really crazy. I'm talking myself out of what I think might win, which is, like, go watch some <laughs> Digital Foundry videos. GT7, baby. And I also don't think Grinch Rose said it might win any other category, so I think it, it might get it here. Because mm-hmm. that is impressive what they're doing. Uh, the tech over there. So GT7 is my my predicted winner. This is a hard guess as we're having to weigh if the most popular thing is just going to win or is is what's technically what has the best sound design if you want to go like objective with it. It would be between Call of Duty and Gran Turismo or if we're just going based popularity, it's Elden Ring and God of War. Now I want to say it's going to be both both best, sorry, best technical. So I, I'm weighing Call of Duty versus Gran Turismo on what's going to win. And I think I'm going to have to go with Call of Duty specifically because every single time they bring out the people that are voting on this thing, they show them what guns sound like in different areas. That, that makes them remember, oh, wait, I remember going to this preview event and they showed me what guns sound like in a hallway or whatever, or in a cave or whatever, whatever they did. And I think that's just going to be like a memory that they all have. They're all going to vote on it, et cetera, et cetera. I, I think Gran Turismo should probably win because I've heard the, the different engines. It's quite impressive what they got done. Uh, and I think that's actually what I might vote for. Um, Ooh, but I think Call of Duty is going to win. Oh. Okay. Perfect. Final five. Best score and music. In my opinion, there's some snubs here. Mm-hmm. Our nominees are A Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Metal Hellsinger, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Before I give Dan the mic, I gotta say, again, uh, where is Citizen Sleeper? Where is Neon White? Yeah. Halo Infinite. <clears throat> oh my god, Sorry, what, are you, what are you doing? I, I love Halo Infinite. It's not, it's not, I coughed. It's not that good. Where's Kirby? What? Where's Sonic Frontiers? Sonic? Sure. I think Kirby had a good soundtrack too. But yeah. I heard a lot of people say that. I haven't played it. I'm going to try and play it before the end of the year. But I heard Kirby was like, apparently had a banging soundtrack. I think it did. On even Horizon too, to an extent. Horizon was beautiful with how they associate the, the different scores with the different areas. Of the, I mean, come on. There's too the many tribes. Too many games with good music. I think that's what we're. <laughs> that's true. Down sure. <laughs> like Halo Infinite. Yes, you're right, Dan. I agree. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Dan, what's your pick? I'm going to say God of War, Ragnarok, running away with another one. Both personal pick and the one I think is going to win. I'm going to go with <laughs> Metal Hellsinger. To be fun, to be different, to be quirky. Wow. Okay. They made a whole <laughs> soundtrack around the game, which is yeah. pretty much never been done before. So. And then, okay, I'll be quirky too. And I'll say Elden Ring gets it. Is it as, as good as the other ones? That's debatable. Is it as memorable as the other ones? I remember God of War's score more so than Elden Ring. Uh, but the music overall in the world of Elden Ring is like really fucking good. And I remember the moment to moment music in Elden Ring more than I do the music in Ragnarok. It's real good. Real good. 
It's hard to pick. It's between Elden Ring and God of War for me, as they're incredible soundtracks and scores. Um, I actually was trying to prepare this because I listened to both soundtracks earlier today. I'm going to say God of War. Both for pick and guess. That puts us as be- at best art direction. And this, oh my God, I hate this category. There's what is, too many, what too many is snubs this? in this. <laughs> what is the cat doing here again? <laughs> no, no, this is fair. Stray actually belongs in this category. Uh, Elden Ring. God of War Ragnarok. Horizon Forbidden West. Scorn. And Stray. I appreciate the Scorn knob. I'm not going to lie to you. I do. No, yeah. I mean, that's the one that's thing you cool. know about the game, right? Like, art style. Yeah. <laughs> Slither yeah. penises, you know? That's the one yeah. thing you remember. Disgusting. Game is gross, dude. <laughs> uh, another, another game, or another category, I think, that Sifu should probably be in here as well. That museum I've... level is insane. Oh my god, that's what I've heard about, yeah. Oh, the museum level is really good. I... Maybe I'm giving it too much credit, but I, I thought Roller Drums are so Yes, I I think that should be in here too. I thought that was really neat. Um, and Signalis, I feel another one, but I don't think it it would have made it among all these other people. But I think Roller Drum is is a, is a snub, honestly. Sure. Creative and or technical achievement, I'm gonna say God of War Ragnarok is my personal and pick. That game is beautiful technically. It is a masterpiece. Uh, yeah, the animations are fantastic. Very good. Very good. Get out of here, Mr. Two Hours Played. I'm just saying, well, I can always... What do you want me to do? Go forward in time and ask future Daniel how it is? Hey, future Daniel. Yes. I'm giving you Great shit. Great time travel. What shit. Yeah. It's like Justice League. Future Dan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pick Scorn because it's gross. It, it was fucking disgusting. It's gross. It's, it's astoundingly gross. That is definitely a game that I was like, oh, I can't wait to play it. And someone was like, it's a puzzle game. And I went, see ya. <laughs> Bye. Uh, no respect to Dan. Oh, sorry, no respect to Dan. No disrespect to Dan. Quick, no, I don't respect Dan. Uh, <laughs> technical <laughs> achievement. Sure. I would actually even say technical achievement maybe Horizon over God of War if I'm being honest, but for like creative like unmatched Elden Ring. I don't think Scorn is going to get enough votes. I think it's, this is where the beginning of the sweep Elden Ring is going to win. No, here. no not, not enough people even played Scorn I think to even like hit this um, like to be in the category of winning. Uh, Elden Ring and Horizon for me personally on like who I would, uh, who I would vote for. I think I, I hate to say this. I think Elden Ring is going to win, but I'm voting for Horizon because if we're talking about artistic design and animation, mm. if you show me three people, tell them they're for three different tribes, I would know the three different people in the different tribes. Because they, the way that they designed them, the way that they gave them their own culture was incredible. And it's close because Elden Ring also did that with their areas. It was beautiful, but... I think Elden Ring is going to win, but I'm voting for Horizon. And I'm just praying Horizon wins us something. This <laughs> might, <laughs> might just be copium at this point. I'll have to wait and see. Uh, that puts three. us at our final th- yeah, top three. Oh. Uh, every, everyone, STFU, best narrative game. 
Oh, Lord. Uh, for outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game, we have A Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, and Immortality. Sound off, Dan. Wow. Also, again, well, a lot of snubs here, and they're all indie games for me personally, but whatever. Agreed, but this is still a great category. Uh, I'm going to once again say God of War Ragnarok, personal and one I think that's going to win. Uh, I don't know what the story is of Elden Ring, or else I would like to pick that. Uh, so I'm oh, sure didn't you hear it has it has no story. Oh, yeah. yeah that's according, very... according to internet, there is no story. Yeah, yeah, uh, there is okay. no story or narrative in Elden Ring. Okay, all right. <laughs> I can't believe what I'm reading yes. from these people. <laughs> I'm sorry, you were predicting winner was Ragnarok. Yeah? Ragnarok. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, so your vote, right? Yes. Just to make sure. Yes, and okay. I'm, I'm very naive because I don't know anything about Elden Ring. I know it's a great game, but sure. I, I, I to be fair, I also don't think it's going to win here. I don't think so either. Bro, um, I'm going to go with God of War Ragnarok as well for this one. I'm I was trying to decide between that and Immortality, but I'm going to go with God of War Ragnarok. I will say, Plague Tale yeah. Requiem is showing up a lot, and we're touching it <laughs> it's it's just there yeah no that, it's <laughs> it's a sweep i don't think plague's probably taking anything here yeah um my thing is like immortality would maybe be no sorry elden ring is obviously my my pick here uh, of these i don't actually i actually don't think it's the best from software narrative for me it'd be like bloodborne but uh Ooh. immortality yeah, won't like get that. the numbers here uh despite it being really freaking great great uh i think it's gonna despite me loving it it's gonna go to ragnarok and i think that is the most uninteresting choice we could make if i'm being honest however it's my predicted winner is wreck <laughs> uh i don't agree as harshly but i understand the overall point christian i i do agree after beating it going like would i give that the best narrative over elden ring and immortality i don't know really um this is a very hard choice for at least me, but I don't want to take up too much time, so I'm going to try to be quick and think. I'm going to say God of War Ragnarok probably wins because that's just one recency bias, and two, I no offense to people voting, they're going to like the more direct storytelling of God of War Ragnarok versus a more indirect storytelling of Elden Ring. I'm voting for your mentality, though. I guess it's a ra- I think it's a resounding Ragnarok for, for all of us there on that one. Mm-hmm. For predicted winners. That puts us at Best Game Direction, awarded for Outstanding Creative Vision and Innovation in Game Direction and Design. We have Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Immortality, and Stray. I'm going to say personal pick Ragnarok, but I'm going to say the winner is going to be Elden Ring. Uh, I think the direction of that game, a lot of people have lauded and very much gotten behind. So I can respect that and appreciate that from afar because there's no way in hell I'm touching it. (laughs) Let's try it. It's the most approachable. Please. Legit. Uh, I don't want to die and die again. Die. It's actually not that hard. I think it's a little overplayed how hard it is. Bro. Uh, yeah, I'm going Immortality for this one. Because it's very creative. And it oh, literally sure. directs you in, <laughs> in 
it's it's a movie literally uh but yeah i, I think i'm gonna go with immortality for this one I, I hope it wins it i think it deserves more more praise uh going through these categories so yeah i think it, it wins this one too i res- i respect that to be honest um you're on something there and i think were it not for Elden Ring, I think I'd be right behind you saying it, it yeah. should win and it will probably win. Uh, but Elden Ring has that cachet. And I think from sure. software, Miyazaki made one of the games of the, gener- games of the generation. It's going to be as inspiring as Breath of the Wild was slash is. So my vote and my predicted winner is Elden Ring. Christian, we're like on the same page, Stakes. I find myself saying this a lot. On the same page. Elden Ring's design, philosophy, the game bible that they created with this game, the direction, is going to be a learning point for every development team making an open world game going forward. We're going to have a pre and post Elden Ring, I think, video games. Obviously not immediately. Uh, I think in four or five years, when these games start being made by the people who got inspired by this game, we're going to see more of that. We're going to see more immersive things that... God of War Ragnarok does as well, but nowhere near to the uh, thing of Elden Ring. Um, <laughs> although I, I think the overall sentiment behind this kind of meme was uh, a bit uh, uh, mean, or at least meaner than I would have attended, but the meme of if Ubisoft made Elden Ring with a million things on the screen, I think does try and show off the actual um, heft that this game does have with have you knowing where to go but at no point does yeah. a compass come up on the screen and say by the way go to kalium or go underground you might find something or go on the top of this mountain there's a character that says oh my god i i i fought this guy i might have lost something i, I think i fought him where this red dragon sleeps you know like stuff stuff that that, that no, no nothing comes up on your screen but you hear like oh i, I remember seeing that kind of near the start of the game Let's see if i can reach it like that that stuff that's good game design that is designing something to where there's a path and you have figured it out and you have it so precisely down that you know exactly where the player is going to go and that's where you put the pins at and there's so many little missions inside of that game that i didn't need to look anything up because i remembered that a couple missions ago this girl said hey when you finish that come here and i did that and boom boom bam it's amazing Mm. elder ring is both my pick and win I'm a little sad I can't pick immortality though, because definitely deserves it. So it, I'll, I'll give it like a little like little bow. Like I wish I could vote for you, but I can't because like this thing literally yeah. is one of the most inspiring games probably in the last ten years. Honorable mention, and it's also a Netflix now. Everyone should try at least try it. Please, please, wait, it's someone. A, it's a Netflix game. It, no, well, but it, it's, you it's can play it on Netflix. Netflix now. Oh, yeah. Okay, I didn't realize that. So yeah, it's on also your phone. Game Pass. Game Pass as well, yeah. Gotcha. I don't remember if it's on PC. It might be. Yeah. Our final category, of course, Game of the Year, recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and tech- technical fields. Uh, I don't like the nominees here. Uh, however, I'll just, I gotta, whatever. I'll tell, I'll tell you them. <laughs> a Plague Tale Requiem. Sure. I don't know. Okay, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna stop editorializing. Elden Ring. Oh, please, I love it. Please. <laughs> I, want, I, I like this, Christian. I want to no, I can't, I, can't. I can't. God of War Ragnarok. Horizon Forbidden West. Stray. What the fuck are we doing? Xenoblade Shrek. Chronicles 3. 
Stray. Uh, I'm sorry, but Stray is on this again. What is what is what? This a cat. I get it. It was good, but Jesus, what is happening? You can you can just think of it this way, Elijah. The game design for Stray was not left astray. If if they're gonna be doing this every year, giving that was good. If they're gonna be doing this year, they should do what the Oscars did. They doubled them. Uh, the, the amount of noms, or not doubled, but like they increased. They should increase this to eight next year. Agreed. So Agreed. If you're going to include games like Stray and and, so I'm sorry, but a Plague Tale Requiem, there deserves to be other games in in conversation. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I, I, yeah. Why cap it at six? Yeah. Like I, I just let's let 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 the let him win. Like I think I agree. let's open open up a little bit. I think I agree, but does it even matter? Because there's two big games here that I think there's no chance that anything other than these big two are gonna win. Well, okay, okay, but here's the thing: if we change, if we include more games, you might have a more interesting conversation of like, yes, Elden Ring was like one of the best games of this year, but like I really loved Citizen Sleeper. You might get people actually voting for that and have more interesting votes down the line after the fact, rather than. Let's all vote for like our favorite blockbuster that came out this year. That's fair. Or maybe like position best indie game as, you know, best indie game of the year. Like have it as big as game of the year. Like I feel like, you know, that would be a great way to showcase indies a lot better. Um, I I would think. Because right now, oh, in best oh, indie game was like number what, 10 or something? I don't know. Yeah, I think yeah. that that. Yeah, best indie should be a much bigger deal. Well, he, yeah. here's the it should, but like it's the same thing at the Oscars. You have best film and then best international. It's the yeah. same thing. It's right. like you're gonna put games in, in into best indie, but then not bring them up anywhere else. Right, that's fair. Uh, I'm gonna just say uh, personal pick. Again, I haven't pl- beaten the game, but I think it's gonna be God of War Ragnarok. However. I think that the one that's going to win is going to be Elden Ring because that game is wow. just, I, I think it's just on a whole other level in terms of the zeitgeist and everyone loving it. Uh, not my cup of tea, but I, of course, recognize that this game is freaking just huge. So I think it's going to be Elden Ring. Yep. I agree. I'm so proud of you, Xenobay Chronicles, though. Good job. <laughs> Good job. Yes. <laughs> Um, you did. <laughs> you did. Um, and I think I think deservingly so, but I I I'm only going off word of mouth. But um, yeah, I'm going to go with Zeno, uh, not Zeno, but I'm going to go with <laughs> Elden Ring as well. I think that is a game that is kind of a, against what I was saying earlier with the February release date thing. People are still talking about that game. That's still in people's minds. It's as people have said, a game. That only comes once in a generation. So I think Elden Ring is the winner. God of War, I'm sure, is fantastic. We've talked about these other games that are on this list for some reason. But Elden Ring is my choice. Yeah. And I don't need to go on any further. I think I've, based off the other conversations in this podcast, on other shows and in this episode, say that Elden Ring uh, should win and will probably win. Uh, recency bias or the game that everyone allotted when it came out and it still had legs even till today it's still selling and it probably will get another big jump around Black Friday too 
this is very hard and i and i do find myself frustrated like christian said is what are what what is some of these games doing here but i i oh my god um elden ring will probably win i think i'm going to also vote elden ring i don't know this is very hard but i think elden ring will win and i think i'm actually gonna vote for elden ring as well oh wow actually no 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 i'm gonna vote god of war for myself (laughs) but elden ring still your your projected one yes yes it's hard i still don't know but i'm gonna cut off i'm gonna be your killer I can't wait for us right. to watch this show and Stray wins and we're all like, what the fuck? I'm a, I'm I can happen. I can happen. <laughs> it definitely can. It definitely can. Elden Ring and God of War Ragnarok split the votes. Stray got mo- the most. And yeah. then the, the red R slash cats find out that Stray's and they just invade. You vote for Stray. But, you know, if that happens, I hope Xenoblade gets it instead. Actually, yes. instead of Stray. Me too. Wow. Why not? Honestly, I, I, I think Horizon is a great game. It's just I wish I could win something, <laughs> you know, like it's just so it's so yeah. good, but it always comes out in a stacked year. It, yeah, it's never brought many accolades to the, itself. The first game, no, the same way. You didn't even finish the second game, Dan. You can't say this. No, I'm saying the first game was the oh, same the way, game. yeah, against Breath of the Wild in so many yeah. categories, and it lost in a lot, all those categories or a lot of them, yeah. Because Breath of the Wild was elite. I'm sorry, Horizon it was, was Breath of the Wild in Spider Man, right? That year. Yeah, I think I think you. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't think that's right. Oh no, Horizon was 2017, remember. right? Was it 2017? Red I think Dead? it was 16 or 15. Was Horizon so was Breath it... of the Wild? Oh, was it February? That also came out. Wait, the, the Switch next? came out in 2017. 2017 right? is Horizon Zero Dawn's release date. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. February 28th, and then that's when the Switch came out. Right. That is our show, Elijah. You're, I think you're our first guest. I don't know, our first <laughs> guest since I've been here. So uh, I don't know. Thank you for being here. Uh, you want to plug yourself? Thank you, thank you guys. First of all, thank you guys for having me. This was so much fun. I'm glad I was able to kind of like get in here so comfortably. Um, this was a great discourse. I love your guys' show. I'm still watching, uh, like a some sort of ghostly phantom. I come every week. <laughs> Um, my plug, uh, Easy Trippers Game Podcast every single Friday. If this is your regularly scheduled programming, I would say stick with these guys. But if you're looking for a sidebar with something from, more from me, and sometimes I take these three on my adventures on that weekly podcast, you can join me there as well. Twitter at EVM9000 if you want to follow me. I rarely tweet, but usually when I do, it's nonsense, so you can read that and have fun. Uh, aside from that, again, thank you guys for having me. This was awesome. I love, I love the show. You guys are so clean with your formatting. <laughs> I was very happy to see and join y'all for your adventures. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, before actually end the show, bro, heads up for next week. Oh, sorry. Before you do end the show, I, I just wanted to shout out Kirok. He's here. He he made it after his long day of work, and I, I think he deserves a shout out for coming and tuning in, even that we're Yo. still going. Oh my god. Um, and I and I just wanted to uh, give his game of the year list real quick. Yeah. Because he has oh, nice. horizon. Horizon Forbidden West, the top of his list. Wow. And then Elden Ring, and then Ragnarok at, at, as number 30. So that's that's quite different from what we were saying, so I just wanted to shut that out. And thank you, Kirok, for joining us. I apologize. Yes. I had a window covering Twitch chat, Kirok. I really apologize. Okay. <laughs> First, listen. <laughs>
I think he just just okay. Okay, that's Sorry. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Oh, keep an eye out for next week. Might be a little bit different because we got Thanksgiving next week. But stay tuned to the socials uh, and YouTube to see what we do and how we do it. TBD. We're, we're working on something. However, until that, until then. Thank you again to everyone joining us live on YouTube and Twitch, as well as podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you, Roshan. Thank you, me. Gage? Elijah, thank you. Dan? Shout out to you. And this has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Gochi. I would say much love and keep on gaming, but Christian, you don't care to hear me say that. No respect to Dan. No respect (laughs) respect to Dan. I just wanted to put that out. (laughs) Stray should win. Fantastic.